You mean you don't have the West the- Virginia service in Alabama? Welcome back to another episode of Winter Production Podcast, brought to you by your host, Nathan Winterstein. Hey, man, we're going to just yep. BS about your uh, your new career and your um, okay. all the awesome stuff you're getting to do and uh, yeah, I, sure. I think we're probably gonna hit some tangents because there's some stuff that I want to dive into. Okay, that you've got to that I mean, just the different stuff, just from like being at the mat, like yeah. being at the classic, and like all the the entertaining people. Yeah, to walk, sure. Dude, I mean, what? Yeah, whatever. Like we can, I got all kinds of stuff. So, oh, I get. We can it. we can dive into whatever. I mean, I feel like last time we got into everything. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yep. So, yeah, yeah, I got I got plenty on my plate. So, I, yeah. I'm kind of glad you called to do this, man. I haven't got to, like, I mean, other than, you know, just posting on social, dude. Like, you know, I haven't got on the, I mean, I used to do the doc talk thing, you know, I'd get on there and kind of update whatever, kind of update everybody what I'm doing. But, I dude, I haven't done nothing in forever. So, yeah. Well, I mean, so I, like, I did a complete, like, life reset. Like, the podcast got renamed because I originally started it with someone else and not that me and that person's having a, issue but like they just after the second episode they weren't back so it was like this right i was like man like it's kind of hard to continuously talk you can't talk every single day about fishing and waterfowl hunting it literally makes you want to beat your head against the wall (laughs) yeah no doubt no i mean let me tell you now that i work around this stuff every day i'm like man i'm kind of ready for a change of pace (laughs) and i mean i like talking like yeah we're gonna talk fishing and stuff but we're gonna talk more media oh yeah because that's what, like, that's the stuff that yeah, like, yeah, I freaking sure. love. You did an awesome TikTok, which yeah, made no me want to talk me to you. You did the the life and the, uh, <laughs> dude, that was a genius TikTok. Oh, too. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, man. Well, let's just start with your new career and where you live at now. We'll, uh, I'll tie this in somehow and we'll get it rolling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so yeah, man, I, I ended up moving uh, down here to Birmingham um, back in October and just, you know, got the, got the job at Bassmaster. And, uh, I mean, it, we moved down here, like I said, in October. And we've been, uh, we've been, we've been with it ever since. It's, uh, it's a, Birmingham is a quite a different place from Salt Rock, West Virginia. We'll just put it that way. So, so, okay, first, what is your new, like, job title, air quotes around it? Like, kind of what you do? a quick over. Yeah. Over. So my, so my, I, I guess my, my job actual title is, is called web producer, which, you know, you would think, you know, most people are like, well, most people who listen to this or maybe, I don't know, maybe you have a lot of people know what a web producer is, but I feel like most people, when I tell them, Hey, yeah, you know, I'm a web producer. I'm like, what the heck is that? So, <laughs> but basically it's say, um, you know, I, I, all the content or all the, you know, all the uh, content creators, at Bassmaster, all send in their, you know, their photos, their articles, their videos into a, uh, into basically an email chain. And I'm on that chain. And basically what I do is I go in there 
and uh, just create the content into the website and then publish it. Uh, well, sometimes I publish it. And sometimes it goes to our uh, content manager who lo- overlooks all that stuff. Then he decides like where, where it needs to go and when it needs to go up. So uh, it's kind of, uh, I guess, the web producer job is just, you know, the office job, just producing content, making sure, you know, all the stuff that gets sent in, you know, it, at least gets built. Um, and then, I mean, if I'm not doing that, then I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm actually producing the content myself. So sometimes, you know, I'll go and we'll, I'll go to tournaments or this, that, or the other. I mean, I've been basically, they kind of using me to do, um, what Kyle Jesse, the guy who got me the job here at Bass, he, uh, uh, he kind of, kind of relieving him from some work really, because he was running so many tournaments last year. It was, you know, I don't even know how many tournaments he went to, but it was, it was an insane amount. So I'm just doing my best to try to help out him and, you know, not put him on the road every weekend work a tournament. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you're basically kind of the middleman from like either a freelancer or a hired person that works for Bass between them Correct. and the website. Yeah. That, I mean, that's yeah. honestly from like coming from working doc talk, that's actually like a personally, I think a really good position for you to be in because you understand articles and all that junk where that is one thing I don't know crap about. I never, Tried to write a yeah. blog once and I hated every minute of it, so I never did it again. <laughs> Actually, I wrote two. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, for the most part, I just. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I wrote two of them and they were like horrible, and luckily they were deleted. No one will ever see them again, so that's all that matters. <laughs> well, uh, trust me when I say that, um, you know, writing articles is fun and whatnot, but it's not my, uh, it's not my favorite thing to do. I don't guess it's um, it's a lot more work than. Than I than I than I care to do, but uh, I I don't mind it. Um, obviously, I write a fantasy blog for um, fantasy fishing every you know before every elite tournament, and then um, I do a little bit of just random stuff here and there. But um, and then obviously I'm, I'm still writing for for Doc Talk, so that's uh you know I got somebody to help me now. Walton Blake is he's from the uh, Marshall Fishing Team. He's he's been helping me out quite a bit, and I. Sincerely appreciate him, dude. I mean, without him, I'd be writing all this stuff myself. So, I, uh, I, uh, <laughs> and I don't want to be writing all that. It's a, it's a lot of work, but um, it's cool. Yeah, I mean, it is complete work trying to manage. Like, I can imagine like having your real job, and then not that Doc Talk's not a real job, but mm-hmm. trying to manage <laughs> a whole entire other thing because you all try to keep that at a professional level, and it's, dude, it's annoying. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I get. <laughs> sick and tired like i schedule like i try to do it with my social media i try to schedule like a month out in advance like i'm getting ready to have a dump of like a month worth of stuff i'm on mm-hmm. schedule um between photos video clips yeah. and everything i try to schedule them out a month and then like i don't have to think about it for like a month and, yeah no doubt but that's the thing it's like dude like and we're still on doc talk you know we're still my my goal is and this is kind of you know from the beginning of the year this has been kind of my 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 lookout on it like if we can get you know, three pieces of content every month, you know, that's, that's a pretty, you know, that's to me, that's really successful. And, you know, for, for the page and it's not one of those things where I, you know, I'm not making anything off of it. It's just one of those, you know, I just like keeping up with it and more or less just give people, you know, back home in West Virginia, something to look at, you know, bass fishing wise. I mean, we don't have anything other than you know, just Facebook pages. So it's kind of nice where I can, you know, in a sense, bring all the tournament, you know, organizations into, you know, one place where everyone can, you know, look through and see, oh, like, 
like here's Bass Nation. Let's see what they got going on. Or here's the Marshall Bass Trail. Let's see what they got going on. And then, you know, we got Mikey Holcomb and Evan Adamson who's stepped up and they're going to bring in a bunch of coverage for the kayak guys. So um, super cool for them to do that. And I mean, it's just, it's just a, it's a pretty cool page that, you know, obviously it's growing. The, you know, the more we, the more, the more time I put into it and, the, you know, the further we go along, it's just going to grow. And I hope my, my end goal with it really is just, you know, if we can get to a point where, um, you know, if we could, we could just get content on it every day or, you know, one person that could be, you know, their job, like literally can make a career out of it working, doing that. Like that's, that's my end goal with the, you know, doc talk and, you know, if we can make that happen, that's uh, that would be a pretty, pretty freaking neat, dude. Yeah, I will say this for like r- real quick. The state of West Virginia, like we're kind of saturated. I feel like when like it's probably like this in every single state, but we kind of only see it because our social media is dropped. Well, probably not yours anymore, mm-hmm. where you live in Alabama. But we're driven this so mm-hmm. much. Like there's so much individual content that really has no one place to go to. Um. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have like a ton of people that have their different YouTube channels. You have a ton of face individual Facebook pages and stuff, and like, oh, yeah, no, sure. and like no one's really trying to like to me. Like, I would want to submit like stuff towards you all, like you know, like profile. What I'm also on the creation side, where like yeah. I want to go do this stuff too. That's a little different. Um, and me and Shane's talked about sure. that in the past. I think we talked about it one time. Mm-hmm. Um about different people and like creation. And I've tried to talk to like, cause you know, we have a couple MPFL guys around here that, you know, I've tried to talk to them, but it kind of seems like they have other priorities, which I get. Oh yeah. Well that, that's the, you know, that, and that's the biggest thing. And that I, I've, I've even, I even started that on the doc talk page, you know, uh, when it first created, I had this idea that I was going to, I was going to profile everybody on the, uh, on the page. So everyone would have their own unique profile. And I didn't realize at the time, uh, you know, developing the site, I thought, well, it's not, might not be too bad. And then I got into like making the content, like actually producing the content for the site. And there's just a lot of extra legwork, you know, involved in doing that. And so you need I kind people of backed to be cooperative. Of, you, need pe- you need people to be cooperative too in that, that instance and give up kind of their time. Yeah. And, I mean, and and yeah, mo- and most of it comes from, yeah. And that, that too, like, you know, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm all for, um, you know, I, I made, I made all those pages back forever ago, but the, the biggest problem is, and it's not really a problem, I guess, it's just, you know, finding people who, who want to create content to put on there. So I, I think it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I, I might go back and do that and, you know, later on in time, but I feel like it'll have to come to a point when, you know, we get the website to where it's like, you know, this is the, like, dog talk is the real deal. Like, people want to have their stuff on there, you know, so people can see it, you know, and I, and for me, the biggest thing I, I, the biggest advantage I see from it is if, all right, let's, let's just say we put it on, we put, you know, a story or an article or, you know, or heck if, you know, an angler wanted to say, Hey, I'm going to, I want to make posts on the website and, you know, can I keep it on a profile? Sure. You know, and the, the good thing about that is it's not like Facebook where, you know, you make a post about, Hey man, I went fishing, or, you know, I won a tournament and, you know, a year later, you'll never be able to find that post. Like you just had to, you know, you'd have to really dig through, but, you know, you put it on a website. I mean, it's pretty, you know, it's fairly easy to find. It's not like it's hard to find. So that's, um, you know, that's a, that's a project for a later day. It's a, that's a whole pile of work um, behind doing that. 
and I would have to like, I mean, I, you know, it goes back to like, you know, I had to I basically have somebody there, have somebody working on that full time to even make that work. But uh, definitely a goal of mine. That would be, that would certainly be pretty cool. Well, and also you need to get, I mean, before any of that can really happen, you have to get the West Virginia based companies and like maybe even mm-hmm. outside companies that come in and like invest in advertising. That and sure. I mean, you understand that now because you probably get a deal with some advertising <laughs> and all that fun stuff, which I find that stuff really, really interesting. Um, I mean, there's a few comments I can make about like you see behind the scenes, like some anglers doing their like their one post on such and such product mm, after like for sure after a tournament, and they're like, you can see like in their YouTube, they're like, oh, I really don't want to do this right now. Let me put a smile on real quick. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's there's definitely you know, and this is yeah, you know, most of the guys and I and I can't really speak for most of it yet because I haven't like really hung out with the elite guys or you know those type of guys. But um, you know, some of them you you know after I mean especially I mean even even for me like if it was for me and I was happening to I mean look you look at the classic and you're a guy you know competing in the classic you got everything all this stuff going on and you know you get to you know the, the way and you're sitting outside in the boatyard. And you got cameras running up to you, but hey, man, can you give me a, you know, a quick rundown like what what happened out there? You know, hey, what did you what did you use to catch it? What you know, what did you catch your fish on today? I mean, and you got thinking, you've had all this stuff going on. You've been out there for eight hours. And, you know, you've basically gave it everything you got. Like, dude, some of it's like, golly, you know, you just need a moment to just, you know, just chill. <laughs> but that's uh, you know, that's a, that's a whole other conversation, I guess. Yeah, I mean, like, and like what I was referring to was on like I've seen like behind like when Dustin Canals like on his YouTube, you can see like the like uh, I don't know which guy it is, but like it's usually like Cigar and like someone else they run up to him and they're like, hey, can you like hurry up? And they're like using their iPhone. It's like, dude, I literally just want to get back to the house. What do you really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and I really yeah, want to be like, dude, yeah, did you? Yeah. Could you knock out like five different ones like? this morning or something and no like, doubt just like i mean i don't know that's the way i think about it if you shoot it like five different ways like hey you got five to pick from um yeah no doubt so before we move because we're on doc talk let's go and talk about I'm, let's go ahead and talk a little west virginia before we jump to alabama and then jump to uh mm, sure, sure. so uh what is your take on all the the new regulations as far as dnr and the uh <laughs> okay. Okay. Because here, here, here's my thing. So there is a, um, there like, cause I've done the math, like, like Ravenswood, like you can only have 46 boats there technically, but based off the parking lot, right. y'all had way more than 46 right. there last year, just a smidge over, just a smidge over. Um, right. and there's probably a lot of BS in the background of why this exists and why it happened that it's probably some uh, legislator. Yeah, like yeah. I've, I've heard a couple, like we don't have to get into it. I've heard a couple different stories, and it was probably some of them are true. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, oh, try, trust me, I, I I know the story. I mean, I you know I obviously yeah, know, yeah. as many you know, tournaments as, you know that I ran and all the things we had going on. Yeah, I, I definitely know the story and what came of it and how they all came about. But um, I guess as far you know, I don't, I don't. I guess I'm not trying to cut you off here, but I guess as far as like letting like people. Like, I mean, I, I mean, I don't care to, you know, voice my opinion. I mean, I, I feel like my opinion is priority out there anyways. But it's like, you know, and, and I, I understand from a standpoint of, you know, let's, hey, let's look, you know, everyone deserves the, the access to, to a public ramp, right? I'm not, I'm not sitting here saying that, 
you know, pleasure boaters and pontooners and, you know, non-bass boat or non-bass fishermen are, you know, not welcome at the ramp. But that's not what I'm saying at all. But what I am saying is these are public ramps. You know, they were built for the public. So however they get used up, whether it's in a bass fishing tournament or it's, you know, however, you know, 75 guys, you know, just coming there to fish, like, if it's used up, it's used up. You know, you know, it'd be the same. It would be the same way if the pleasure boaters showed up, and you know, seventy-five of them showed up all in the morning before bath term. You know, tough luck. You know, we just have to we we figure it out. But um, that that's kind of my thought on it. You know, I just I I don't. I mean, a lot of this stuff is just it just comes from it comes from uh you know probably one or two people or maybe two or three people who had a complaint about you know the size of tournaments that were happening last year and. Um, you know, eventually got down the pipeline, and then what just aggravates me the most, man. This is just to be honest, and I, you know, I voiced this opinion too. Is you know, no one gave any of the any of the tournament directors or any of you know the influencers on these tournaments a heads up. Like they didn't they didn't come to us and say anything to us. They like they just made the rule without even you know. And that's the thing. Like I feel like, in my opinion, like. If there was a problem, man, I'm I'm pretty super. Like I'm I'm pretty reasonable to work with. Like I'm not, you know, I'm always you know here to try to solve something. Uh, I mean, shoot, there's been times, you know, as a tournament director for the fishing trail, man, you, you know, you'll face situations where you know there's a problem, you gotta you've got to come up with a decision, or you know, or you gotta you gotta, you gotta try to resolve the problem. And shoot, I mean, I've done that I don't know how many times. So, um, I, that's kind of my thought on it. Like, you know. Had they just brought it up to us and said, hey, guys, like, look, you know, we, we understand you want to have your tournament, but, you know, we we'll try to reserve, you know, 10, 12 spots or whatever. No problem. You know, but, you know, it would go back to saying, okay, well, you know, if we're going to save 10 or 12 spots, then let's put, you know, let's talk about where we can put these other guys, you know, to reserve those spots. I'm all for, you know, holding a couple spots for some pleasure voters. Like, that's not, that's not a problem. And, you know, me, I mean, you look at it, dude, like most of the tournaments that are, you know, on the lakes and, are, you know, obviously our lakes are small. But most of the tournaments, man, they're either in, you know, April or, you know, the beginning of parts of May before, you know, um, Memorial Day weekend even starts. And that's before, you know, really boating season starts. So, um, you know, after we get past that Memorial Day time stamp, like tournaments kind of die down. The fish is not that as good. And I, to be honest, I don't – I'm not a huge fan of having tournaments after Memorial Day on in West Virginia, just because of the, you take a big chance on all, you know, on the fish, man. I mean, you know, that's, it's hard to keep them alive anyways. You know, once you start getting towards that, you know, middle of May time frame. Yeah. So <clears throat> question like, so this is like, so I agree with everything you just said. What would be, <laughs> what would have been your thought if like, do you think this would have been discussed if there were as many tournaments at, like back to back to back at certain lakes in certain areas, because I know like a lot of these lakes have tournaments uh, pretty much every single weekend. Um, and right. really, we have nowhere else no. to have a tournament. There's just a thousand trails. It right. kind of feels like a formed. <laughs> yeah. And a yeah. lot of them, I'll say it, so you don't have uh, to say it. A lot of them have formed because some John Bob got mad in this tournament trail, so he went and started yeah. his own with Billy yeah. Bob, and then it caught yeah. on because. He convinced Jim and John yeah. and Jake and Smith <laughs> and all them to join him. But yeah. they're still losing yeah, that, to the that, same that guys happened. they'd have been losing over here because those guys just go fish their trail also. I mean, <laughs> I'm not trying to be it. But I, I'll yeah, say it I so you don't no, have to I, say it. 
but you know what I mean? Like if you <laughs> yeah, limited, yeah, that, like, <laughs> would you think it'd been, a, you think it even been discussed? I mean, they found a way around it because Stonewall, I, I mean, I, people. I, no, I, no, most, I mean, from what I've gathered, you know, most of it is, it, it comes from, it comes from, you know, the big tournament trails. It's, it's not the, it's not the club derbies that are the problem. It's, it's the bigger tournament trails that are the problem or, you know, or we've been pointed out as the problem. Um, I'm not going to sit here and name who, you know, who, who was well, that? Time, time out. I would like, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I would say, okay, if you're saying big tournament trials, I want to, I'm going to guess there's three forward. If we throw the high river in, but half their ramps are in a high, um, so you can even count the high yeah, river. Trail. Well, I mean, really, really there were two, <laughs> but you know, and you, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, well, I mean, I would consider it Marshall, I mean, I would consider Marshall being a big one and, mm. um, Bass Nation or Trail of Dreams. I don't know which one would be bigger. Yeah. I mean, ba- so, I've only seen a Bass yeah, Nation. It's, uh, it's, yeah. I, it, yeah. Like I said, it's, it's not the, it's not, it's not the little clubs that, that got in trouble for this. It's, um, you know, and, and a lot of it just goes back to it's just a lack of communication. I mean, I've, and I've, and I'm behind that. I'm 100%, you know, behind that, that, that's the reasoning that this happened. It was, it wasn't a, it wasn't a, a matter of, you know, Hey, we were out here breaking the rules and this, that, and the other. It was just, it was a simple lack of communication and that could have, you know, that could have solved this. I mean, it's that simple. Um, you know, and that's, that's what I'll die on. You know, I, I, again, um, super easy to work with. Um, you know, but yeah, that's, uh, that's, 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 I guess that's about as far as I could go into it. Well, I mean, I'll say about a hundred percent of problems usually come from communication issues. Yeah. 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 That's, that's normally, yeah, it's, uh, it's a matter of just, you know, Hey, yeah, all you I had mean, to do. I personally thought it was dumb, but I don't, I don't fish. <laughs> I mean, it like the one the one tournament, and I'll point this out: the one tournament that I do fish, it penalized all of us fishing it because now we can only have no, no. thirteen boats in it. And I won't go Correct. in. I, but that, I, that's the worst part, man. Like, it's and it's like, a little ramp okay, that look, no one else would have been fishing. If anyone shows up to fish there, they're probably going to fish the tournament with us. That happened a lot of times. Right, guys right. would show up and be like, "Oh, we'll fish it here. Here's our money." Yeah. Yeah. No. No doubt. I mean, that's that's the worst part, and that's that's kind of where I I you know, I feel worse for for the smaller clubs, man. Is like you know, especially if you're you know even if you're having a club and there's some and I don't know, I, I couldn't tell you. I mean, I I, I look you, know, you can look down that list of like you know however many spots are available for each lake, and there's some of them you know you can't get more than fifteen boats. Yeah. You know, and I'm like you know like so what you know what are these clubs supposed to do? And I listen, I'm all for you know, club derbies. I fish plenty of club derbies when I was in Holmes. So it's like. You know, I, I feel for those guys more than I, you know, I feel for, you know, for the bigger trails because, I mean, the bigger trail and, and fairness, you know, the bigger trails, you know, they've, they've obviously trying to work with the DNR and, and getting that all sorted out. But, you know, it's one of those things. It's a, it's a hot button topic and, and it definitely, uh, it definitely ruffles some feathers, feathers, but, um, I, I, here, here's my biggest thing. And, you know, I, I've, talk to many people about this it's just you know my my thought is okay well hey you know we're gonna if we're gonna limit i i just want to know like like if we're limiting tournaments like how much money are we limiting coming to those areas you know i mean you look at a you look at a bass nation tournament west virginia and dude i mean they're gonna pull you know most tournaments they're gonna get in the 60s i don't know how many is registered for stonewall 
But, I mean, if you start limiting that to, let's just say, the the 39 boats that are only supposed to be at the marina and you cut out, you know, almost a court, half of the field, it's like, all right, so let's say a, a tournament brings in, and that, this is just roughly, roughly speaking, I know what the Elite Series tournaments bring in, you know, per event. Um, but let's just say a nation tournament like that, let's just say they bring in, you know, 15, 20 grand for almost for 60 boats. Like you cut that in half, dude, that's 10 grand, you know? And that's, I mean, look at the park, the park benefits off that. Uh, in Stonewall in particular, you know, everyone's going to pay a launch fee that morning. So, you know, you lose, you lose 30 boats, however many times that is by 10, you know, I think the launch fee's eight or 10 bucks or something. So, I mean, that's quite a bit of money just there. And you're going to lose it at your gas stations. You're going to lose it at the hotel. So, I mean, everyone, in my opinion, like, it's just a big loss for everybody, you know, minus, you know, maybe the two or three guys that, you know, had the problem or the issue in the first place, you know. And I, here's my just honest opinion. I feel like it was somebody who, you know, who was, a, you know, further upper than, <laughs> than I am or whatever, showed uh, up to the ramp, showed up to, to the you, ramp on tournament day. I will tell you my story of it art. so you don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it was a government <laughs> official who was a basically whiny butt who showed up and then threw a bitch fit because he didn't place to park his big boat trailer that he probably couldn't drive that somebody else was driving. That's the story I heard. I'll say it, and well, you could yeah, just well, like. I mean, that's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. that's uh, I mean, that's pretty much the general consensus. It's just like you know, if it, it, one person, it's one person who didn't have a spot at the ramp is going to end up costing. You know, restaurants end up costing gas stations. Going to end up costing, you know, state resort parks money don't because I, I he didn't have a spot. Bill. He didn't have a spot at the ramp. So, you know, I and taxes, I don't, so. I could, yeah, yeah, I, I, I mean, I couldn't sit here and point to one person who who it is or whatever. But there's definitely, uh, <laughs> you know, there's definitely some, you know, one or two people out there that had a major problem with it, and that's, and that's fine. But my my thought is, hey, if you had the problem with it, if you're listening to it, all you got to do is reach out. You heck, probably, heck, you know, you know, heck, you know, the bigger thing is, heck, if you couldn't park it, man, just call me. I'll park it for you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'll get it in a spot for you. I get it somewhere. <laughs> oh, I've drank about one, a little bit too much alcohol to go down this road so far. Oh, stress of kids. Because <laughs> I don't oh, know, man, I, I don't have, know a name, I have, but I, have, I just I know in story, general the story. I just know in general the story. Okay, so let's um, let's move to Alabama. Um, sure, yeah, for sure. Let's, let's get out of the mountains and go to <laughs> some flat river bottoms. I don't know what you call that place down there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We'll just we'll call it from uh, we'll go from the mountains to some good bass fishing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, oh gosh. So I assume you do like you do. You got to go fish the Coosa River, correct? Or you have. I don't know how far that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, we, we, me and Kyle, we, we fish the Kusa, you know, a fair, fair amount whenever. That's where my boat is, is stored. Um, so I'm about like, I'm like 20 minutes from Lay on the Kusa. So that's not a too terrible far drive. I, I mean, I like the Kusa, but, um, here lately, man, I just been wanting to fish a bunch of different places. So I just kind of get, I, I like the Kusa and the way it fishes, but I just, I don't know. I'm just kind of like, well, let's go try something else. <laughs> okay. Have you ran into the Dustin Canal out there yet? That's that's one question. Ah, uh, no, I haven't. I haven't seen Canel. Um, but then again, we don't. You know, it I don't seems even like know most of the time when we go fishing, it's 
Yeah, I could. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> he so, worked. He works in I, the I insurance. From, I mean, he's from that general area down there. He's an insurance agent. So, he don't have to work during the day. He just has to answer his cell phone. That's it, man. So I, I didn't even know that. I didn't know he was an insurance agent. Uh, it was in one of his YouTube videos. <laughs> like well, he answered I mean, an I, insurance call during a YouTube video. So that's how I figured out he was an insurance huh. agent. Yeah, which makes See, sense. That, That'd be a good that. job to have. <laughs> No, um, no doubt. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. So what was the first tournament you worked when you got down there on the media side? Uh, the first time I worked on the media side, I went to, uh, the Bass Nation Championship, um, on Pickwick last year. Well, last, uh, November. So it was like a month or a month or so of working there. I went and worked my first tournament. So that okay, that was the Bass Nation Championship, correct? Is that what you said? Yeah, correct. Okay. Yeah, that was the one where um that was the one where Will actually got into the classic. Yeah, yeah. That's the one Will got to the classic. Okay. So like yeah, there's probably some like bigger names there, but like I'm not saying Will's not a bigger name. But like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? That wasn't like there wasn't probably very many elite guys there. No, no, not not that I, one. I, I don't. I don't like, dude. I don't know the series, and my brain really can't function right now to figure out the like the tier of like that. Because I know there's bass open somewhere in this mix, but I think that's above nation, correct? Yeah, yeah, correct. So, so basically, I guess like the hierarchy of it is, you know, you know, junior, high school, college, you know, the nation opens, and then the elite. Um, okay. So. But yeah, no, the, the nation event is just cool in itself, man. It was, uh, you know, they get, they have, you know, however many they qualified for. I think there's like a hundred and some odd boaters and then a hundred and some odd, you know, co anglers, or maybe not even that. It may, may not even been a hundred. I couldn't even, it'd be hard to tell you one way or the other. But, uh, yeah, so, so basically they take the top three from, from that tournament and the top three all qualify for the Bassmaster Classic. But the winner qualifies for the Elite Series. And our Bass Nation Championship winner last year was Will Davis Jr. So he's fishing on the Elite. And he fished the Classic. And then uh, Jonathan Deets, who is from Corey, Pennsylvania. He's a uh, he's, he's a kid that I think is going to have a pretty bright future at Bass. He's a really good fisherman. Great kid. Um, he's uh, he's fishing the Opens now. He's all, he's in all nine Opens, fishing all those. And then also, you know, obviously Will is fishing all nine Opens. So, and he just got done with the Classic. So, it's uh, it's definitely cool and and uh, to see those guys, you know, especially because you work, you know, the Nation Tournament and you know, got to witness them actually get to the next step. So it's cool to see them, you know, on their path. And I'm excited to see what happens this year for all for all three of them, really. Yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting to watch. Like I knew Will had to advance. I just didn't know because I know the opens. Like, didn't they change the rules on the opens this year? Not that I want to dive into this, but don't yeah, you, yeah. They change like how you qualify yeah, yeah, now yeah, out no. of them, which was a big yeah. ordeal that so, so people complained be, about. I'm pretty sure that was another <laughs> hot topic. Yeah, yeah that's a, yeah, yeah, that's another hot button topic. No, so it used to be so they used to how, how they used to do it was they took uh, twelve. Uh, 12 guys from every year from, from the Opens, right? They take that three divisions, so they take the you know, top three in points from each division. So there's Division One, or it used to be Northern, Central, and then uh, Southern. So they used to have those three divisions. They take the top three guys in the points after, you know, and in a, you know, a division, there's three tournaments. So you take top three points from those. Those guys move on to the, um, to the Elite. And then they take the top three 
out of the overall and take those guys also to the elite. But um, you know, they made a change, you know, this year where it was, hey, you know, we're gonna we're gonna change it to nine tournaments and you're gonna have to fish you're gonna have to fish all nine and but we're gonna give the top nine in points, you know, qualifications to the elite. Which I mean, you know, there was a hot button topic of, you know, hey, we're gonna take the, the working man out of this and la 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 you know, whatever. But, you know, in, in my opinion, this is just, you know, the way I see it and the way, you know, I mean, this is just only my opinion. So, you know, it goes as far as that um, is, you know, look, it's, it's, it's nine tournaments. And, you know, if let's just say a guy from, you know, from West Virginia is working and he's, he's only got time to fish three, you know, and he's got a full-time job. He's got all these bills. He's got, you know, family at home, you know, a house, whatever, a mortgage. It's like, okay, well, you get top three in those, in those tournaments. And so now you're looking at, you know, you qualify for the elite. So now you're looking at, you know, you paid, let's see, little under six grand for those three tournaments. Well, now you're looking at 45000 before you even make a cast. So it's like, you know, how, how are you going to, you know, obviously, you know, if you made it through three tournaments, you know, I mean, it's great that you made it, but sponsors just don't come rolling in, you know. <laughs> this is not how it works. So it's like, you know. If you're gonna do it, it, I mean, it's a huge gamble on your own part. You know, you gotta, you know, you gotta figure out a way to make that, you know, come up with that forty-five thousand to go fish in the elite. And you know, if you don't go out there and cash checks, you know, this is just a big loss. So I, I think the way they're doing it now is is the best way. It's like gr- gonna groom these guys to be like, okay, well, you know, you know, hey, well, I made it through these nine tournaments, got plenty of, exp- and this is this is what's great about the opens now is we're giving so much exposure at bass to the opens. You know, I it's I mean, there's even been the anglers have said like, hey, the sponsors have really stepped up, you know, for me fishing these, you know, EQs. So that's good for the anglers. That's good for I think it's good for everybody. You know, it's good for bass too. You know, all the exposure we're gonna give these guys, and you know, they're gonna also in return they're gonna be posted to social. They're gonna be giving us love for that, you know, for what we're doing. So uh, I think everybody just wins in this situation. And you know, these guys get to the end of the open season, and that you know, the top nine guys they're gonna be you know well on their way and ready, you know, for the elite, you know, versus, you know, a guy who might have fished three and got lucky and got in. If that makes sense. No, it makes perfect sense. Actually, you answered that. Couldn't even answer it (laughs) any better. I mean, you basically said it like, yeah, the working man, you're kind of eliminating him, but at the end of the day, he can't afford it anyway. So what, like, all he's on is taking the spot that someone else can't afford and can't Right. And like you said, the exposure, out, that's going to be more exposure. These guys are going to get more exposure. The sponsors are going to get more time to look at them, so they're going to have more time to be like, yeah, that's the guy I want to go with. I mean, yeah, 100%, like, I agree with it. I just, I mean, basically who got mad were the guys who probably weren't going to make the elites anyways. I mean, let's be honest. Well, yeah, the most of the guys that got mad were the guys that weren't, you know, that weren't even going to fish to begin with. That's, that's the thing. It's like, you know, we got, you know, Bass was just getting grilled on social about you know but it was from guys that doesn't even fish the open so it's like you know and you know i heard that comment i don't know how many times they don't ever fill up they'll never get any more than 100 or 75 boats you know 100 guys to do it and you know within 20 hours of it being open they had a hunt i think it was i think it was like over i I couldn't tell you the exact number but i I know it ended up being in total it was 175 dudes i was gonna say don't some of them tournaments hit like 200 like still, yeah. I mean, they all filled. Yeah, they've all filled up to two twenty five. But you know, for the EQ guys that are fishing all nine, there's one hundred and seventy five. 
it's just crazy, dude. I mean, it's just crazy. You know, it's crazy that. And you know, I would, I would, I would probably bet money, which this comes from listening to other pros talk about it. Those nine, like they probably like the chances of them just dominating all of them are slim to none. Um, because right. you're gonna have it. Like, let's be honest. Like, there's places you could take you could take a pro to and kick his teeth in because you know that water better mm-hmm. than him, and he's got to try right, to learn yeah. it when you can just go do it. And that's like the like all these open right. there's that's- guys that know that water that are gonna go. Oh, they're gonna enter. They're gonna win a check. They don't give a crap about the next tournament, the next open. No doubt. Um, no doubt. That's why, man. I'm so excited. So my the biggest thing, and I was thinking about this today, is like. So you look at the opens last year, and we had uh, we had a college angler in there, and he who won the team of the year the year previous, and he was you know just a few points away from from making it to the elite, and I, I feel like when this route and the way they're doing the college tournaments now is you know they're giving the team of the year winners you know at, you know a, a qualification to the bracket. So we have Lewis Minetti who is our uh, college bracket champion in 2022, fishing the Opens this year. We also have Logan Parks, who won the college team of the year in 2021. Uh, and, I, I mean, I'll be honest, like, it's just a matter of time before one of those guys, you know, end up making it to the elites. And I, I just feel like, you know, the way they're doing it where, you know, you're kind of like grooming the anglers, hey, instead of, you know, getting lucky in, you know, three tournaments, like these guys have got – these guys have won – you know, a title that's pretty hard to get. I mean, team of the year or, you know, anger of the year for college is, dude, that's an insane title to win. So when they get to the opens, man, they're just, you know, they're already groomed and ready to go. So it's, it's you know, they fish nine, they fish nine tournaments and do, you know, have outstanding, you know, outstanding results. So I'm excited to, uh, I'm excited to see how the college anglers do. I'm, I'm pumped for, for those guys. I, I hope, you know, moving forward, they, you know, we, we still get some more team of the year winners in the, in the opens for uh you know for each year so i think at some point uh my my thought is you know somebody one of the college anglers is, is going to end up making the elite straight out of college and it's it's going to be pretty awesome to see yeah i think that's highly possible um yeah i i think that'd be very interesting cuz i mean i do get to see somewhat stuff from that just from like the bigger teams that have the media guys that really follow them um no doubt but let's jump to the the most interesting thing right before we hit classic is the guy I forgot his name and you know it's whatever but you'll know his name instantly is the guy who won MLF stage two if I'm not incorrect right before the classic um oh god oh yeah yeah that's oh man. Yeah, keep, uh, keep pushing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have never got his last name right, but I was, I was someone. I think <laughs> it started like, yeah. So we talked about aluminum boats last time we was on here, but that's a little different aluminum boat. Yeah, no doubt. First off, your thoughts of being the official that had to ride with him for that tournament, the official oh, God, every I single day. Think- Imagine hating your <laughs> yeah. life for one day, like shit. I got this guy. I've got an hour riding a tiny <laughs> yeah, ass boat, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then he's gonna try to kill me in waves all well, day. Yeah, yeah. So I, I guess you know. I, I mean, I you know, I couldn't tell you how the boat ride went. You know, it's hard to tell. I mean, I, I didn't get to see any of the video of it, but um, so basically, what what I saw was, um, you know, obviously he was up there 
at the dam or whatever that you know spillway is way up the lake and i've been up there before you know fishing uh gosh i think i was fishing a bfl one time up there and i mean dude to get up there where he was he had to crawl i mean he had to drive his boat through a set of rapids and rocks so i I mean he's done it plenty of times in the past but you know uh i mean i i just couldn't imagine trying to do that i mean but hey if there's a hundred grand out there and you know you can win i mean you know people will do anything (laughs) it's like you know i mean you cannot lie. Express had made this big jump, and they were the aluminum boat out there. Right, and they yeah. just got kicked in the freaking mouth at the end of that tournament when, Gator, when he won with that Gator Tracks. I mean, honestly, like literally, I've seen one of those boats. My boat outside is the same mm. size as him. And trust me, there's no damn way I'd have wanted to like bend in those rapids all day long like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I'd have fell out. Yeah, it's uh, it's. Yeah, it's it's pretty remarkable that he he made it up there. It's uh, I mean, I I, I don't I like I said I I didn't see too much of it other than you know I just saw a couple highlights of him catching a couple, but I mean I I, I don't know exactly how he got up there. You know, or the whole story behind it. I'm sure there's probably I don't. I, I, well, I'm assuming he post. I'm assuming he posted a video, but I, I couldn't tell you one way or the other. I do know this. Um, so supposedly the guy whoever whoever went out there and photographed him. Actually, didn't even take a boat out there. He took a kayak out there and took photos. So it's pretty, pretty remarkable where well, he was. If you look like in the videos, like okay, so there's a photo of him and Otto at after the tournament standing side by side, shaking hands. And the bottom, his lower unit is trashed. He is ruined. Oh my that god! Thing. But I mean, look, let's be honest. Like he's probably Mercury's going to give him a new one. They're okay with that. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll slap a new one on there. We don't give it. He probably got a new one every day. He probably needed a new one every day. I don't know if he got one every day, but he was well in probably the need of it. I mean, it. I guess if you, you know, I guess if you figure up you can win a hundred grand, you know, a lower unit, you know, twenty five hundred dollars or whatever it might be. I mean, I guess you could just you could easily. Well, I mean, his sponsor, his spot, like Gator Tracks, is going to take care of everything. Gator Tracks <laughs> probably sold a probably roughly a couple hundred thousand dollars worth of boats that day. Um. Well, and well deserved. They're, they're great boats. Like, there's no reason to hate on those boats. They're yeah. great boats. But it was funny with like if you watched all the guys around him in like the deep V's. So I assume there was a ramp he drove past at some point in time that was dumping all these guys mm-hmm. into that area. But like, my thought process on it is he obviously knew what was there, hundred percent. Right. He said he had done it before. And stuff, and I mean, mm. my thing is like, yeah, I, I have no idea. I just, I, I, I didn't even know it was that good. It was just like one of those things where I was like, oh wow, he, because I, I watched the video. It was I? Here's the thing: I didn't even know that he was he was fishing it until uh till the night of champions, and he wasn't there. And I was like, uh, you know, he what he didn't show up to it or something, and um. We were sitting there talking about it. And he's like, "Yeah, he won the uh, he won the MLF on or the BPT Tour tournament on uh, on Cherokee today." And I was like, "Oh wow!" So I got done. We got done with Night of Champions, and uh, I went back to the room and just looking through YouTube. And I I look, looked it up, and I was like, "Oh!" And so I just watching the video where he was, and I was like, "Oh my god, he he was all the way up there!" <laughs> so it was, yeah, it was wild. <laughs> it was wild to see. I think he made like an hour and a half run, but ML- yeah, so so. The so cool. what I was so what I was told was so he he made that run up there but so in their rules they don't have to come back to the ramp so he I guess he ran up there 
because there was nowhere to get gas. So he had just enough gas to get up there. And then after the tournament was over, or however they, you know, in their tournament, there's a ramp, like literally right, right there where he's fishing. He just pulled over to the ramp and pulled out. So <laughs> kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's my thing. Like MLF basically fed him their format. I mean, they changed their format from the all fish count to the five fish, which is a controversy thing, but most guys seem like they don't care. <laughs> On that series, it was just fans that seemed like they cared. Jacob Wheeler might care. Yeah, right. He might be the only one that cares. <laughs> I don't know, man. He's still uh, supposedly. I don't know. I haven't watched too much of. I couldn't say one way or the other, but it seems like he's still doing okay. <laughs> he's still doing okay, but like, let's be honest. Yeah, like, I, yeah. I, I, my thought is on him. Like, it doesn't matter what his vision. He's, yeah. he's going to catch him. He's I mean, at least he's not as big terrible. of a threat. Like, if you're like, oh, I can only count five of those today. There's a chance. Yeah, no doubt. It does seem like no it has doubt. helped other pros, though. It kind of seems like it's helped some of the other pros that go catch a couple big ones, but that's all it catches, a couple big ones. But, you know, it's whatever. Right, right. I still do like the, like, they don't have to weigh in. They weigh them immediately, turn them loose. Um, yeah, cool. <laughs> no, but you got to go watch, like, the key thing when he gets a penalty. He's like, I've got to turn the boat, and we're going to hit a rock. And that official, that official's, like, center, he's like, yeah, sure, go ahead and do that. And, like, the camera guy, I was like, I mean, that's a tiny, I mean, if I was the camera guy, I'd have been like, why the hell can I got on up here at the ramp? Like, you could have picked me up. Like, I didn't have to ride an hour and a half in a boat with you in a tiny death trap. I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, no doubt. But, I mean, people need to go, like, everyone who watched that, hopefully they went and jumped over to his YouTube series, the, like, off the, whatever it's called. Mm. I don't know, but like, dude. Oh yeah, for sure. I've, I've watched a few of his videos. Um, dude, the way he treats that boat, anyways, um, like shit. I can understand why he gets anywhere he wants to go. Shit. <laughs> Mercury's got to be. I mean, let's yeah. be honest. Mercury's got to be giving free engines because there's no way he's going to treat an engine like that that he ain't getting for free. Yeah, he's uh, he's definitely running through them. That's for sure. <laughs> I mean, I have a mud motor outside. I treat nicer. I mean, that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely, it's definitely wild to see. That's 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 certain. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we just, I had to bring it up. I mean, we talked about aluminum boats last time. The guy wins on a tiny, and here's the thing: he's got to fish every single tournament in that boat now. Which I don't know if I agree. I guess I do have to agree with that rule because then everyone would be switching the tiny boats and switching the big boats, and their sponsors would be getting mad, or maybe their sponsors need to learn to have one or two boats. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, real quick. I don't know if you've seen this, but Jacob Wheeler started his own boat or whatever. Mm. Did you oh, see, yeah, yeah. did you see the, um, oh shit. I forgot the name of that YouTube. I seen it in a TikTok though. It was, um, where the guy like breaks down the price of them. Oh, the icon boat. Yeah. Did you see how much one cost? Uh, no, I haven't seen the cost. Uh, I, I've heard it's like in the eighties or nineties, maybe. I, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you one way those, but um, I, I did actually see one for the first time at uh at the open at uh Ufala, and I was. I mean, it's pretty cool boats. Like they, I'm, I'm fairly impressed with them. I, I think they're, uh, I think they're definitely neat. That's for sure. Okay, well, the video I'm talking about is the guy who builds it out. So I guess it like comes with like. Oh. It's probably how he like rigged it out. I forget what that that YouTube's yeah. called. If I can find it, I'll send it to you. I sent it to a couple other fishing guys. But I think it ended at like 140,000. Oh my God. With a fully rigged boat. <laughs> so maybe 80 oh didn't include an engine. <laughs> oh, 
Oh my gosh. Or maybe that was how. Maybe it might be. I could. I could say on my no idea. I just thought they were fairly expensive. Yeah, I mean, when you said eighty, I was like, God, that's expensive enough. Which I mean, <laughs> I discuss boats all the time with like my father and stuff, and it's like crazy the price of boats now, how they've moved around. Oh, for sure. But I, I guess in my 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 opinion on that is like, you know, like you know, you get what you pay for. Pretty much is what the way I see it. So, and you know, I mean, that's that's just part of the boat market today. I mean, I, I mean, I had this conversation. Same thing, like you're saying. I had the same conversation with my dad the other day. Like my 2004 Nitro, or not Nitro, 2004 Triton. We bought that thing. Um, you know, oh gosh, it's been 2006, seven, six or 17, or no, probably 17 or eight, maybe 17 or 18. I can't remember. So we've had that thing for a while. I've ran it four years on the college tour. You know, pretty much just like. I mean, just to be honest, I I beat that thing up. Like, it, you know, it definitely definitely doesn't look like what it looked like when we bought it. And dude, that's the crazy thing. We bought it for ten grand, and you know, it's probably worth fifteen now. So it's like, you know, I mean, it's just crazy. You know, they just it's crazy that it's, it's worth that much more now. So, and but obviously, you know, I've added things to it. So, but still, I mean, even if we sold a bare bones, I mean, you still probably get ten grand out of it, which is just nuts. Yeah, like the the prices of them have jumped. If you would have bought it probably pre COVID. Yeah. First, now, like you can probably get more than what your boat's worth. No, for sure. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I would, you know, in, in my case, like, you know, we bought again. We bought it for ten. I'm about certain now we could sell it. If I didn't have anything on it at all, we still probably sell it for ten. And, you know, with the stuff it's got on it, you know, probably fifteen or more. So, it's uh, it's definitely pretty wild how <laughs> the prices of boats have went up. So. Yeah, but that's, uh, I guess that's part of it. So, Okay, I do have a Jacob Wheeler question real quick. Okay, sure. sure. Is his boat being made? Did he go pick a manufacturer that's making his boat? Or is someone else kind of like fabric, like making this in their house so, and they kind of modified it? Like, I mean, just out of curiosity. So, I, I mean, I couldn't sit here and tell you one way or the other. So I, I don't know like the full story behind it. But from what I've gathered, it's, it's, uh, it, used, it used to, it was, it might used to, there's still a, a giant yacht company that uh, wanted to, I guess, get into the bass boat market, and so um, they ended up working with Willer and a, you know a handful of other you know people from around his area to build this thing, and I guess they all kind of come together and build it. So you know, in the I think the place is called I don't, don't hold me to this. I think it's called like HCB Yachts or something along that line. Um, but yeah, it's a, it used to be, it's a, it's a yacht company, but they're getting into bass boats, which, I mean, my thought is, man, if you, you know, if you're making yachts, you're probably doing okay, but I don't know why you want to get into bass boats, but yeah, whatever, you know, like, more, teeth its own. Well, I mean, let's be honest, at $140,000, I might make a couple bass boats. I could, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. I mean, I could probably weld up a, sh- I could probably make a shop outside and make a little dollar or two off of them. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. They're def, they're they're uh, they're for sure expensive. That's about all I can say about them. <laughs> but every boat's expensive. Bass Cat Ranger. Oh yeah, every boat on the market now is. Yeah, I guess it's uh, the way you look at it. I guess it's uh, just depends on <laughs> on the, on what you see as expensive. I guess. Yeah, I mean the cheapest boat, like the cheapest bass boat out there, real quick, is Tracker. Tracker makes mm. the cheapest, probably Tracker and some other like small. 
aluminum boat companies depending on like what you classify as a bass boat like what all it has to include i mean tracker is probably the cheapest hands down yeah probably i would say probably so it's just you know and i man i've uh so we so last year me and dylan actually fished out of the tracker and some of the buddy truck tournaments man i'm telling you that's uh that little boat was so fun to, to fish out of and I mean, dude, we, you know, we ended up winning, turn, you know, one, we won the Sunridge tournament out of it. And I mean, his, his little rig's pretty awesome. It's, uh, I mean, for, you know, for West Virginia standards, man, you don't need much more than a 150 horsepower boat. And, you know, I, I, that's the way I see it. I mean, you're not racing the, you know, you're not racing down Summersville Lake to try to, you know, beat somebody to, to a spot. Like, I mean, on the river, on, the, you know, on the rivers, you know, obviously it's, you know, it's, it's a little more handy to have a faster boat, but, I mean, in my opinion, like if you're just fishing the lakes all the time and that's just what you're fishing, like there's no point in having a, you know, a 21 foot boat with a 250 on it. I mean, it's just, to me, it's just crazy, (laughs) but you know, I don't know. Maybe what do, what do I know is what I say. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So let's move over to the classic. So I assume you've been to multiple classics before. I have not yet Mm -hmm. been the one I want to go to a classic. I actually want to go to the red red crest this year because it was on lake norm and it's like just a little ways away from up here um yeah correct but didn't get to go i wanted to get a house couldn't find anybody that wanted to get a house i probably should have called you you probably got a house you probably split a house with me on the lake i was like dude it'd be fun everyone's like ah yeah sure and then when it comes time to pay they're like ah i got stuff going on yeah 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 yeah, no doubt that's like that's how it goes that's how it goes with everything (laughs) You're like, well, I'm glad I didn't pay this one thousand dollar deposit. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, man. Um, but yeah, so this is your probably your first classic you've ever technically worked. Would that be correct? I don't know if you've ever like, um, worked something before. Yeah, I mean, working for yeah, working for Bassmaster is definitely this is the first one I've worked. Uh, last year I did. Um, last year I went to the Hartwell Classic uh, in Greenville, South Carolina, and uh, I did some. I did some work for obviously Doc talking, but I did, uh, I actually ran the, uh, the college bass, uh, Instagram account. Uh, I think first two days or yeah, the first two days of the tournament with Tristan McCormick, I jumped in the boat with him and, uh, did some, did some content for, for that page. So that was super cool. You know, just to get out there and ride around the classic with, uh, with Tristan. So I've, uh, I've seen the classic now from the boat and from, uh, from on the angler's boat and from outside the angler's boat now. So, I've been to three classics. The first classic I went to, I went to the 2019 classic and just went as a fan, man. Like I just, I went to the expo and, uh, you know, obviously went and watched the weigh-in. And, uh, it was definitely, definitely pretty cool. I mean, it's, uh, when you start working, that's when, uh, <laughs> you don't get to enjoy the classic as much. So it's like, you know, you're just constantly doing something, uh, you know, versus, you know, just going there as a fan. Yeah, that is, that is 100% true. Um, so this year working the classic, like you did a little TikTok post mm. that kind of reason why I yeah. reached back out to you because so I was like, I'd wanted to reach out multiple reasons, which one I'll, we'll discuss sometimes through tech text message about, um, okay. yeah. about it's about putting on a tournament that I now need a lot of advice. Cause I don't know what the hell to do with all the new rules in West Virginia. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to bring those back up. Um, yeah, no, that, yeah, <clears throat> we've let those go for the night. Um, but like, yeah, it oh, was, gosh. yeah, which I, I'm, I was going to reach out to you and Shane and then everything come, come out. And I was like, shit, 
So I didn't know what to do. But mm-hmm. so as far as that TikTok you posted was like the day, like I forget what it was titled, but it was basically your day working yeah. for Bass Nation as a content mm-hmm. creator. Um, mm-hmm. It should have got a ton of views because it deserved a ton of views because you did it perfectly. <laughs> I mean, you really did. Like, as far as another person that creates content, it was great. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, but, I mean, I don't know shit also. I mean, <laughs> sad yeah, note. The I only thing- I, TikTok's weird. TikTok's weird, man. Like, you'll have videos where you're like, oh, man, this is getting, you know. This, I can't. I, sometimes I post and I'm like, man, this will get, you know, a couple thousand views or whatever. And then. I'll post it and it'll get like 200 views. I'm like, oh, dang it. Okay. <laughs> you know, so, okay. TikTok's weird. And then there's times I'll post stuff and be like, dude, this ain't going to get like 200 views. And then it's getting a couple thousand. So it's like, it's okay. just one of those things where it's a weird, it's a weird app. Yeah. So do you use your own music or do you pick a music from the, from the app? Oh, uh, for TikTok? Yeah. Yeah. Most of the time, just, just from the, just from the app. Um, okay. Well, never Just mind. Yeah, you can. Use it I was going to tell you, there's a way. Like, it gives you the option, which is what I've started doing. Is I'll go select a song, even though I want nothing to do with that song. I'll pick a popular one, and then I'll just mute it. And it's overlaid, but it's muted, so yeah. like I get the views yeah, based yeah, off that song. A, yeah, no doubt that that helps the algorithm <laughs> so much, and that's kind of a, that's kind of a trick to TikTok. I, 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 Green screens, green screens right now, which is stupid. Green screens is like a big Mm -hmm. TikTok thing. Do a green screen. Oh yeah, it's a freaking ton of. It's definitely definitely cool in the sense of like, like there's just so much different stuff with TikTok. Like you got to kind of learn it, but um, I mean the the algorithm is you know different. So you you know you kind of and I I sit here and tell you that I know all about TikTok, but I really don't. I mean. I I'm not I don't have <laughs> you know I I don't I get a couple hundred views on a video and whatever but it's like uh you know I there's some things I picked up on like oh yeah that that works a little better this works a little better so uh but I don't again I don't really post on there like if I have something cool I'll, I'll throw it up on there if I have an idea I'm like oh yeah that might be cool and I'll kind of create it and, and do it but I don't. I don't. I, I'm not the type of guy where I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna become a TikTok content creator. I just, you know, if I just, if I think something, oh man, this would be cool to do. No, I'm just gonna do it. <laughs> pretty much how that. Pretty much the end of the story for that. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I don't even try on TikTok. I don't try on. I really <laughs> like, don't try on a, any like, of my platforms because I've screwed myself. Which I'll tell you this real quick. I've screwed myself with. Yeah, yeah. I had a couple wedding videos like pop off. So now all my okay. content only works if it's wedding related. <laughs> like it doesn't work if it's oh, anything God. else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that seems like that's the problem. Like and you know, I, I, that's that's a big thing for me. It's like you know, I'll post. I mean, obviously, most of my stuff fishing related. But there's been times, you know, there's been time, like the way my channel got like somewhat halfway some followers was I posted a video of Jim Justice years ago during COVID. And it got like five million views, and now like I post fishing stuff, and it's like nobody even wants to see it. So it's like you know, it's just I don't know, it's just different. <laughs> so you got to kind of you know. Well, it's take- yeah. You basically yeah. You need to go back and ride that train. He's on whatever that dog's freaking name is. He's gonna post oh, a picture. Baby dog. Some, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah, you need to go make fun of that again, and you'll get another meal. I mean, that's that's the side part. No. That's the sad part about any social media platform. Like I threw up a wedding video that I, I did to make up for someone who hired me in a situation that basically set me up to fail, which kind of pissed me off, but it's my fault. I didn't ask the right right. questions. It's whatever. 
But in that process, like I kind of had to like, I felt obligated to like, Hey, I need to make up to you and like do this like as a favor. Well, that video I made for them, which was like a minute 30 long popped off at like 200,000 views on YouTube. And I oh, am, Oh, I'm fucking pissed over it. I'm sorry to cuss, but like, I, <laughs> you don't understand. I gained 175 followers off of that damn video. I have now lost followers oh, repetitively oh, because you, you, don't, you don't even, you don't even know the half of it. <laughs> dude, I have like screwed myself because everyone on there, like if I don't post anything wedding, it just bombs. And like what really oh, made yeah, me mad was like, part, the... <laughs> yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I could like, I could theoretically quit my job and go film weddings, which I'd be fine with doing if it wasn't for the fact that like there is a slight chance that that work could dry up and people could go away, go away yeah. with that. And like, then I'm like, shit, how am I going to pay for my house? You know, I kind of like it. Right. <laughs> you know, if you're ever back in West Virginia, I'll invite you over for a cookout. But, <laughs> yeah. but like, yeah, it's not, no, no, that's like, that's like the thing with, with my, with the TikTok that I've done or whatever. I'm like, my cha- I've, I've monetized my channel, um, way before I posted the, the most recent TikTok that I went, that I had, that I had to go viral. So I had like, at the time I had, you know, the first video that, that first viral video I had from Jen Justice, I had like 5 million views, but I got like, dude, I ended up getting like 12,000 followers off of it or something crazy. And that, you know, that little time span that it went viral. But then I posted uh, another video of um, my buddy or a friend of ours boat sinking in Lake St. Clair. And, you know, this is like, I, this is like way after I'd already monetized my channel. And, uh, you know, it got, ended up getting like, you know, I think it's like 5 million some odd views now. And, um, it, it, I mean, dude, I only got like, well, I say oh my God. I got like 3,000 followers off of it, but it's still, you know, it's a fraction of what I got the first time. But then what, what really just kind of like, like what's, what's just crazy, which I'm, I don't really look into this, nor do I really care, but it's like I had 5 million views. Well, I, I checked it, uh, it's been a few weeks ago, but I checked the, um, my, like how much I earned for those like 5 million views or whatever. It was only ended up being like a hundred, hundred and like $45 or something. So. It's, uh, you know, a lot of these, you know, a lot of these people we see on TikTok that are, you know, making, you know, might have 100,000 followers, 150,000 followers that are, you know, that might get, you know, 50 to 100K, you know, views a day. Like, dude, they're, they're not making any money off that. So, I mean, there's obviously there, you know, there's a, there's a slim, you know, slim pick into, like, there might be, there might be TikTok content creators. Well, heck, I know of a few that, you know, still have other jobs that are, you know, outside of, you know, TikTok. So, um, I mean, it's just, you know, or social media, you know, running just social media. So, I mean, I, I feel like there's like a, I mean, I, I know a few that, you know, could actually just live off of strictly social media. You know, the ones that I know, of, I don't really know them, but I know of them that could do it. So it's, uh, it's definitely a different game. It's, uh, it's tricky, but it's, uh, you know, if you do it right and you, you know, you have good engagement and you have the right, you know, viewers or whatever, you know, you get the good views and, you have the right audience. Like, I mean, you can definitely do it. It's just some of it, some of it do like you look on TikTok. It's like, mm, you know, you might have this many followers, but you're not making a living off of it. So, <laughs> Yeah. There's, um, my wife just scared the living shit out of me. when She walked by me. 
like yeah. out of my peripheral. Um, no, you're right. YouTube is the only one I actually know you can make money off of and probably live off of. I know quite a few people, and to really do that, you've kind of been got to be in the million subscribers and be holding right around at like two hundred, three hundred thousand like views. Like my hundred and my, yeah. I've got one hundred and fifty and a two hundred and twenty five thousand view video, and that would have only paid me like two hundred and some dollars for the week. Um, with the amount yeah, of subscribers yeah. I had, and I have like just under two hundred, but like you got to be a thousand to be monetized, which sucks because I'm nowhere near enough to monetize. TikTok or Instagram, which I'd love to be, but as I said, the only way I'm going to get there is through wedding videos, which I've learned, and sadly, I'm going to. Yeah, I mean, you kind of got to find your niche. I feel like, like even you know, for me, like, and I, I was thinking about this, you know, honestly, you know, last week, like, man, I, you know, I wouldn't actually care to like when I have the time, which I don't have much time, but the you know, the few times that I do go fishing, like, it's probably not, it's probably kind of worth it, you know, maybe in the long run. Um, to try to take some of my videos and, you know, I mean, I have, you know, obviously I don't have much of a channel, but, you know, where I live is pretty known for fishing and you can just about post anything, like, seems like if you're like, hey, this, you know, caught this big bass on Gunnersville or this or that or the other, you know, you're going to get a couple thousand views off of them, you know, and if, if it does right, you know, you can get, you can do really well with it. Um, but I think for the most part, like, for fishing down here, <coughs> I, I'll say that, like, I need to start, this is just like me, I just need to start videoing and then just, you know, I, you know, putting them all together and then throwing them on YouTube just mm-hmm. for, just for the simple fact of like, I mean, not, not even that, but I, I, just, I, I enjoy going back and like, you know, seeing their, you know, really, I don't even really want, actually, I say that, I don't even go back and watch any of my video, my YouTube videos. I go back and watch a lot of TikToks that I make, but I don't go back and watch any of the, uh, any of the YouTube videos I ever made. Once I post it, I never watch it again. So, but I, I do like you know. It seems like and it's kind of good in the sense of like, dude, I ain't home, so you know, it's kind of a good update for people to hey, look, he's he's out fishing or you know, this is what he's doing. So, yeah, I think I think that is like, I need to send you um this one this one guy who like he has a a pretty successful like TikTok and Instagram. He's from like Louisiana, I'm pretty sure. Um, the only reason why I know they exist is I found them through like when I was like doing a bunch of research on express boats, I found them and somehow like followed them on Instagram and TikTok, So now they pop up all the time, but like, right. like they're just like snippet videos, like go viral all the time and like pop off and stuff. And that's kind of like the trend that you need to do, which yeah, I love media and I want to work in media, mm-hmm. but I more want to be like in the, like, like I don't want to be in front of the camera. Like I want to do the post production, the freelance stuff, which is kind of how I run my yeah, social medias, which kind of mm-hmm. hurts me because like it's not one, it's not one group. So I'm not producing enough content to like feed all my groups. So like I like right. gain a bunch of followers and then they slowly trickle away because they're like, ah, this guy's posted shit I don't care about. And yeah, it's like, yeah, ah. yeah. I mean, that happens. A- and I mean, say that it's like, like we see, I see that a lot of bass. Like there's just stuff that we'll post that does just insanely good. And you're like, what in the world? And then, you know, there's some stuff that's like, man, you think this is going to do great. <laughs> you know, it just doesn't do anything. So yeah, you, you learn, I, I mean, you know, even since just working here in October, like I've learned so much about just, you know, media wise, like what's good, what's not good. Like, 
you know, what kind of pops off, like what stuff kind of surprises you that, that does well. So it's uh, it's definitely interesting to see because now I can go back and, you know, eat just for just for website purposes, you know, I can go back and see the views on the site, like where, where, where people are going and, you know, you know, what they're looking at, like what's get what's doing good, what's not doing good. So it's, uh, it's definitely interesting to see, that's for sure. Yeah, which that's that's nice about your job because you're kind of in one niche of everything where, like, I kind of mess anywhere from hunting, fishing to, like, product when it comes to, like, duck calls, goose calls, boots, because I, I still do a ton of work there that, like, I mean, I have stuff that's on, like, billboard, billboards in your area, actually. So, like, there's a chance that, like, you've seen a photo I've taken. Like, I know there, I actually think there is one in your town. I think that's where one of the billboards oh, were. So, like, yeah, I think it's, like, on an electronic okay. one that rotates. Um, if you ever see it, like, rock and leather. If you see a rock and leather billboard, I probably took the photo. So, like, I do stuff for that company. Oh, so, like, that's, that. like, another niche. And then, like, I have the wedding stuff, which... I just reinvest all my money back into it, which is insane. The amount of money I spend within because like, I mean, and that's the thing, like I have a full-time job and like, I've thought about it. Like for me to quit my job, what I would have to charge to feel comfortable enough Mm -hmm. doesn't fit living in this state. I mean, I told my wife the other day, she was mad about her job and I was like, dude, I will call someone today and see if we can move to a different state. I was like, just so you know, it's probably going to be a Southern state or a Midwest state. So you better be ready for those two places. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's I'm like I said it's uh, it, it, I I feel like you know, in, in most cases like most of our freelancers at Bass like they you know, not only do they I mean Bass isn't their only gig you know they do a bunch of other different stuff on the side so it's uh you know you know working doing that type of stuff man it's uh you know you gotta you gotta have you know you gotta have a good seems like if you if you do it that route and go that route like you gotta have like a, a good foundation build up of like you know, clients to work for so just so you can do it full time. That makes sense. Yeah. Like I know people who work for like people who like they're the production companies that produce the shows that are on like outdoor channel and stuff like that. And like, it's crazy like to be able to just like speak with them and know like the stuff, like I don't think I could freelance, like freelance at that, at that level, like the outdoor channel level. I mean, I'm sure I can. I have the gear, all the gear to do it. Um, Mm. mentally i don't know if i could do it because i don't know if i could spend <laughs> 30 days away from my family yeah no doubt i mean i mean 30 days away from family is like three grand roughly if it's a hundred dollars a day like you know yeah, yeah, no like doubt. i mean because that's what that's what most like outdoor freelancers like they're anywhere from a hundred dollars to like five hundred dollars a day so like yeah, like if I was more on the upper end of five hundred dollars, I could probably make it work and be like, ah, I can spend that much time away. But like now, like I've kind of turned to where like I want to freelance and do the stuff that I want to do. Like whether, like I made a video oh, that man. like some like videos the other day for like a linear company. They didn't ask me to. I just did it. I gave it to them. I was like, you can use it however you want. I don't care. Don't want anything back. If you want to give me something, give me something. They. They offered me some like discounts on some products and stuff. And I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. But like, I mean, that's more where like I'm at now because I just like creating the content and I've kind of learned that like, right. <coughs> I, I screw it. I'll say it on here. Cause I actually don't charge that much for weddings, but, <laughs> but, um, like the goal this year with all my, like I do six weddings a year. It's my new goal. 
So, like, my six weddings mm. this year will, like, put me in the ballpark of paying off my wife's car. Um, her My car is already paid for, so I'm going to pay her car off. And then, like, next year, like, I mean, I'll probably just buy more camera gear. I mean, that's kind of what I do with the photos and stuff. Like, <laughs> people are like, oh, man, you're, like, making a lot of money. I was like, dude, I just buy more gear because I really can't have enough. I mean, right now, like, I'm... <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, you get you're like you got you got a bad habit. That's what you got. <laughs> I mean, whoa, whoa, whoa! Coming from someone who fishes, like you guys have the worst habit. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I got a really bad habit. Uh, time too, out! So Didn't I you tell me the other day you wanted to buy a camera? Like, hold on a second. Saying I have a bad habit just because I own two and I want to buy a third doesn't mean anything. You want to buy a second yeah, eventually? I, <laughs> if you had the first. Yeah. Um, so I. I, I also got a bad habit of just, you know, buying, I mean, the fishing stuff is just ungodly. Like, it's just, I, I, I sometimes I'm like, I'll go to the tackle shore and I'll go get whatever and then I, I leave and get down the road and I'm like, man, that was really dumb. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I, try I, not, I try not to I do that no more after spending like a thousand dollars. After thinning a thousand dollars one spring, I was like, yeah, I gotta not do that again. <laughs> um, yeah, I this has been, oh gosh, uh, just a few weeks ago, or shoot, yeah, two weeks ago, I think, or maybe last week, I don't even know what it was, but I, I went to the tackle shop with like the intent of like buying like a couple packs of Zinkos, <laughs> and I walked out of there with 200 like $10 worth of stuff, and I walked out and I was like, damn it, man, I just wanted to buy, you know, $20 worth of Zinkos, and I, like, I, I, I get that. Two hundred dollars is only like seven things. I mean, let's be honest. At the end of the day, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Well, you say, yeah, yeah. That's true. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I feel like that sometimes oh, too. Um, I've moved to oh. justifying buying my son fishing stuff. That's not my stuff. That's his stuff. Um, oh god! But it's like crappie and like smallmouth stuff and like bluegill stuff. I'm like, yeah, that's not my stuff. That's his stuff. Oh gosh! Yeah, that's a yeah, that's a, that's a whole that's a whole other thing there. So, <laughs> yeah, you're not even there no. yet. Wait till you're there. No, it's a, no, no. It's a no, we're gonna we're, yeah yeah. I, I definitely want to do it at some point in life, uh, but yeah, for for the for the time being, I got a lot of uh, I guess you would call it adventures and uh, a lot of things I want to see before I before I decide to do that. So I got I got a while, but. At some point in life, that's uh, that's definitely a goal. So yeah, well, one thing I will give you before we like go back to talking about the classic because we've taken a right turn down who knows where. <laughs> yeah, we went down a rabbit hole. <laughs> um, is the fact that you left college and like took this like leap into this career? Like, hey, I don't know what your degree was. You probably told me what it was last time. I don't really care what it was, mm-hmm. but you're doing this now. Like, I. I mean, I said I can't freelance, but I probably could easily go freelance for companies right now. But like mm-hmm. I said, like, I don't want to leave my family. Like, I kind of gave up that part of my life, not necessarily to my wife and my kids, but I waited. I mean, I spent, yeah. oh. I would hate that. Like, oh, I'll put it this way. My first video camera I bought was not your normal camera that guys are down filming with and filming like and putting out on YouTube. I bought the one that they were putting out like national TV shows with. Like I made right. the move. Um, but at the end of the day, like I came like from a family that was like, Hey, 
you've got to do this. And like, first off, before I say this, it sounds like I'm against my family. No, my family was amazing. Mm-hmm. Like I left college, no school debt, nothing. Um, but like, you know, I came with like the idea that, Hey, I needed to go get a real job. I was going to start a family and all that. But like, not that I'm unhappy. Let me say that also before it sounds like I am. Um, <laughs> yeah. but like, I mean, I've discussed like with some people, like I could go back and I could probably say me and some of my friends started YouTube, YouTubing before it was a thing. We were YouTubing when like other people weren't YouTubing before like big time, like making money. That's their job is YouTube existed and we quit. We didn't know what we had. We didn't know what we were doing. Um, there's like, I would put, I would put a ton of money. There's a generation in there that did not know what they had at their hands because monetization and like, they weren't really built on this, like, Hey, this like social media, like world that like existed. Like the, my, my version of it is the hunting public. There were probably 30 hunting publics that never happened because they didn't know what they had at that time. Right, like they were yeah, just too yeah, early. Yeah. Oh, I mean, for sure, dude. I mean, it's I mean, just I, a, I say the same thing about like, you know, TikTok or Instagram. I mean, I, I think about that on Instagram a lot. It's like, man, you know, had I been, you know, and this is not like, I mean, I just feel like for me, it was like, I'm just, you know, Instagram really came around when I was really too young, but had I been like, you know, five, six years older when Instagram came around, like I said, I feel like, I could have really took advantage of it, you know. Oh, still there? Yeah, I was eating a cherry. <laughs> oh god! Oh god! Oh, uh, no. I, yeah, I thought you were going to talk longer. My fault. Um, <laughs> oh god! Yeah, sorry. Yeah, that was like my whole. There's a whole like generation there that kind of fell between the. Go like graduate, get a job, graduate, go to college, get a job, and then social media group that like kind of I would say were the original social media people that didn't realize what they had. You, you know what I mean? Like half right, these guys that. never had MySpace. They don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah, they don't yeah. almost like to have Tom as a friend. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> I, I mean, it's the truth though. I mean, like yeah, if you think true. about that, like. Let's look at like the YouTubes with like pro fishermen, for example. Mm. Um, I know like because I don't follow the Bass Elite very well, which I'm trying to follow better now that I know you work for Bass and <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I want to follow you your got, stuff. You gotta get on that. <laughs> like I want to support you, at, like support basically you. I don't really know any of the other people, but <laughs> um, like this year, like. The Dean team, air quotes around that, like all drop. They all hired camera guys. Like oh, before, yeah, sure. Mark Daniel Jr. and Adrian wasn't on anything. But like, mm. I mean, those their YouTubes pay for their camera guys, which help their sponsors get more exposure, which kind of, in return, I mean, if you look at like all the people that followed Jacob Wheeler and Dustin Cannell, that maybe started a YouTube, but really stepped up their game when they seen how much money and stuff they were making off YouTube. I mean, yeah, man. I, I mean, I, I don't. Like, 
I don't know too like I don't know too much about like the whole the whole financing or whatever. I I just I just know there's just there's a couple guys. I mean, obviously it seems like you know all the elite guys now have you know seems like they've got a YouTube channel. So it's like oh gosh, you're like <laughs> how do you how do you keep up with all of them? You know, I try my best to you know when I have the time you know try to watch as many of you know those guys as I can. Um, but for the most part, like you know the guys who have been doing it for the longest time on the elite and have done, you know, I, I don't know how much you watch of them, but probably like some of the best work that we see from, and I, I even, even the camera guys would even agree with this. Like some of the best work that's on the elite is, uh, Paul or Scott Martin has really good videos as well. Him and McCoy kill it. And then obviously Paul Nick and Kyle Vandever, they, they, they do an insane job. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know how much you watch of those two those two channels, but you should definitely, at the very least, check out Brandon Paul on his channel. He's got their he, they do some insane editing. Uh, man, they make it work. And I, you know, obviously, I, I don't know how the whole situation works over there, but I I, I would have to assume that um, you know that they 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 do very well off of it. So good for them. I mean, they they deserve it. You know, they they busted their you know they busted their ass doing that. So you know, it's it's kind of cool to see it pay off for them. Well, I know a lot of them, like, being that, like, I kind of set myself up to go that, that away for, like, I edit for one Facebook channel, one YouTube channel, and, like, the, our end goal is to be paid through social media to pay my, to pay me to work. Right now, that guy has to pay that, right. that bill. Um, You know, I'm not there. He videos himself. I just edit. I do all the editing work, which I try mm-hmm. to charge, like, a decent rate. Um. I do know a lot right. of those YouTube guys, they're actually making enough off their YouTubes to pay the camera guys and then make a little bit themselves. Um, yeah, yeah. It's very interesting, to be honest, um, how that all like lays out when it comes to those people. Um, because like when I think of like YouTube channels on the elite, I think of like uh, Jason Christie, um, his YouTube channel, right. and, like all the stuff he has. Mm. because like once again i started following him with express boats when he was a part of them and then he left and went back to i don't know even who he fishes out of as i'll say i quit watching when he switched boats yeah he's back with uh Peter now so right, well not back with Peter. He's, that's a new uh new boat coming in for him so it's uh that's certainly interesting an interesting swap yeah i mean it's like a completely different boat um with that being yeah. said, like now that I think about it, is there anyone other than Keith running an aluminum boat on the Elite Series? Wait, oh, oh, yeah, never mind, never mind. I said that, and then immediately I thought of like two other guys, three other guys. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. never mind, never. Yeah, uh... <laughs> Forget that. <laughs> yeah. Forget. Yeah, I think I mean, two, I, I'm, I'm not sure. There's uh, maybe. There's at least four. Yeah. There's at least four guys yeah, that run four. Expresses. I'm, I'm, I'm Sorry, I said that. Um, <laughs> no, no, you're good. I, you know, sometimes I, I do the same thing. I just like, oh, like well, yeah, I mean, Jason mean? Christie was the biggest name. I mean, personally, Bill Lowe's a big name, but like Jason Christie, he's yeah, a yeah. pretty, he's a pretty big deal. I mean, the dude quit for a year, came back, qualified, pretty much went on a rampage, winning. Then he helped redesign the boat so he could have more fuel in the boat and all this stuff he did yeah. for Express, and then he left Express. Um, granted, I kind of feel like they were probably making a ton of money off some other people that like they really probably didn't hurt them losing him. 
Um, right. And they have some pretty deep yeah. pockets. I feel like. I feel like Jace. I, I feel like for their dollar value, like I mean, not to say Jason Christie's not worth it, but I mean, you know, like on that side, like dollar values are click and views and all that. Like he probably oh, yeah. like didn't equal all the people he, they have. Um. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, to be honest, like boat, boat seems like the boating. You know, obviously, it's a big part of. It, I mean, it's a big part of bass fishing in the sport. I mean, that you know, pretty much the, them and motors, you know, are like two biggest things. You know, the biggest sponsorships in, in bass fishing. I mean, obviously, you, know, you have the exception of, of a few bait companies, but you know, I, I to me or you know, I say bait companies, bait companies and rod and reel companies. I mean, there's a few that you know could could leverage that but yeah i mean as far as dollar wise goes like the boats and, and the motors have you know the most leverage i, I would guess um uh, so it's yeah it's, it's definitely interesting to see it seems like like you know you almost have guys that are you know they'll, they'll go here go go with this boat company because x y and z and you have this you know this boat company they'll go with, with them for x y and z so it's uh it's interesting to see especially some of the swaps we saw over the, the off season um one i didn't really expect to see was uh was Chris Aldane left uh, Skeeter and went to Nitro. So that was uh that was for sure interesting. That you know we didn't we all were like talking about it because you know you think of Chris Aldane like you think it's Skeeter and, and Yamaha like it's just I mean it just seems like that's just like that's just a thing you know what I mean like it's almost like it's almost like Kevin Van Dam and Nitro you know <laughs> so it's like you know to see to see Zaldane go to you know a Nitro and a Mercury it's kind of it's kind of it's it's odd to see but you know. Obviously, he's making it work, and uh, you know it's it definitely benefited him in some somewhat shape or form. So that's always good for him. Yeah, that's a very that's a very good point. Is the changes that were like unexpected there? Uh, we're not going to dive mm-hmm. into it because there's probably a lot of things that play money wise that we have no <laughs> idea about. Um, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, for sure. For I mean, sure. advertising dollars are at, like their highest that they've probably ever been. Um, I could drop some yeah, numbers yeah. that I can't drop on this podcast or I will really get in trouble on what people <laughs> spend in advertising. Like, I mean, I would probably lose yeah, yeah. a pretty big, pretty decent income yeah, yeah. I have for saying how much money they spend in advertising. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I can say That's off this. Me. Actually, I don't even know how to mute us to like say it. Like, so you can be like, get your reaction like on the <laughs> podcast. We'll just say it's a big enough number. You'd be like, oh, well, I'd be fine with that for a year. Like, yeah, that, that that would do me for a year worth of money. Um, yeah, yeah, no and that's just in social no media ads. So that's not even like what they're paying. That's just what they're paying like social media to boost their stuff. It is a ridiculous yeah, amount no of numbers. So like, I would assume all these companies out there are paying like stupid amounts of money. Um, yeah, I mean it's very interesting to see that's the cool. changes that happen like that are. I don't know. I feel like they were like their sudden jumps because like I don't know. I think of boats as like my camera gear. Like I would have a hard time switching. Well, I mean, I guess if it's free, it's a little oh. bit easier to switch. But like a hard time switching to a completely different boat. Um, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Okay, we got down another rabbit hole that I don't even know where, how I got us there. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were talking classic and then it just right turned. Um, 
I think we were getting ready to talk about maybe like uh, taking the jump from maybe college or something. <laughs> we end up down. <laughs> I don't even know. I know where I want to go with this because I want to talk about the two most exciting people that like to watch at social media. And I feel like they're probably the only two people I may follow like hardcore from the elite series is, um, uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know which one to start with. Cause I actually don't know the one's name, the, the one, like he's actually on another podcast that I listen to all the time. I don't know who I want to listen to. I don't know okay. who I want to bring up first. Um, I'll bring up the other one first. So, which is not the one okay. I don't know the name. So I'll have to describe the guy to you. He's the uh, the long haired okay. hippie hippie guy um, who um, drank a beer <laughs> out of. <laughs> That's bad. That's bad. <laughs> what's it? What's his name? Say it again, because I'm laughing. Pat, Pat Robertson. Yes, Pat Robertson. There you go. I knew. Yeah. 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 That guy. Okay. So he has to be like the baby version of Gerald Swindell. Maybe a little more extreme. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah but he's, like, uh, he's definitely, <laughs> I mean, first off, I didn't even know you were allowed to bring beer on the stage of the classic or I'd probably done been there. Cause I mean, now I'm disappointed. I'm not there. I mean, oh, gosh, yeah. like, so first question is let's, let's ruin the behind scenes curtain. Did he know that was scripted into it that, Hey, you need to drink a beer from your shoe. Did he know that was coming? Because I got a couple uh, questions. No. So, so all of that, so all of that, man, that's all him. So, like, you know, that's all my, him my, and the MC. Oh gosh, I'd be so pissed at the MC. Because let's be honest, I mean, I don't drink beer no more. I've moved on to just drinking like whiskey sours and stuff like that. I don't know if you know, but they taste way better than beers. Not that I'm trying to make you an alcoholic, but yeah. Are you are you talking about the shoey he done on stage? Yeah, yeah. No, see that wasn't. See, everyone thinks that was a beer. That was a ginger ale. <laughs> it's so oh. it's, it's funny. That, there's a whole there's a whole story behind that. Well, first so, off, let's be so honest. Matt, it was out of his boot. It, like that boot had to be like. Did he just no. put those on when he went on stage? Because that's my complaint. Like, let alone like a ginger ale ain't gonna taste good. But crap, drinking it out of a sweaty freaking muck boot, like. <laughs> That's my complaint. So, so, I'm caring yeah. about how bad it was for him. Like, not the beer, whether it was a beer or not a beer. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's a he's a character. So so Matt, yeah, you know, everyone thinks like like everyone thinks Matt just puts on the front, you know, to you know to you know I guess to bolster the crowd or whatever. But that's just bad. Like if you've ever met Matt, and I, you know, first time I ever met him was the classic. So I, you know, I can't I couldn't say much much. You know, I, I don't really like know him, know him, but I, I met him at the classic, talked to him a few nights out at the bar. And you know he he's just like anybody else, like he's just a regular old dude, but he just has a good time. So so whenever he goes out and he, he you know does this thing at the classic, like that's just Matt being Matt. So uh, uh, obviously uh, the whole so the uh, the 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 ginger ale thing or the shoey. So uh, a buddy of mine <clears throat> who is from Kentucky brought a uh, a ginger ale into the arena. I don't know how he got it in there, but brought a ginger ale into the arena. And he's so my friend gave it to him uh, from back home. Gave it to him as he's coming up on stage, and he's just sitting there holding it. And I I, I don't know how it went. I, I assume Mercer was like, "Hey, if you're gonna come up here and pat on stage, you at least got to do a shoey or 
something. I, I don't know how how that all went. Yeah, down. it was something I about he did it in a bar the night before, which I could probably believe <laughs> if you're drunk doing it. But like after eight <laughs> hours of fishing, like I'd have been like, "No, dude, I'm good. Like I'll use your shoe, but I ain't using my shoe. Like there's no way." Yeah, yeah. See, that's that's the crazy part. Like you and you know, you know, most people think, "Oh, yeah, you're fishing eight hour turn. Like you're gonna go, you know, you're gonna get to bed, you know, nine, ten o'clock at night, whatever." No, Matt, Matt every night, and I was I, I was at the bar a few nights before the tournament, or for tournament days, and uh, man, he's he's out there. He, he, you know, he he didn't. There was a couple nights like he didn't go in till midnight. So you know, he's he's a, he's a wild man, dude. He's uh, I mean, he said it on stage at uh at at uh, I can't remember if it was Okeechobee or Seminole. You know, he had you know he didn't have a great tournament, and I think he looked at Dave and he said, you know, he said Dave, he said, you know. Last year, you know, all year, I never went to bed. You know, I just stayed out and partied all night, every night. Didn't go to bed till 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning. He said, this year I thought it was going to be a good idea to, you know, to go to bed early, you know, get a full night's rest. And here I am. I can't do I can't do worth a lick in, in these tournaments. He said, I'm going to go back to the way it was. So maybe I'll do better. And sure enough, he went back to the way it was, and he had a good tournament at Seminole. So, ah. I don't know. So what, what, <laughs> that's Matt's Matt, thinking process, I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, he might just take all the thinking process out of it. I mean, but let's be <laughs> yeah. honest. As a social media person, he's a freaking genius as far as social media. Like, he has, like, killed it on social media, all his videos, all his tags and that. Like, everything he did on stage is, like, blown up. Oh, no doubt. Um. And I assume possibly you got to meet, um, I forget that redneck chick, Macy. Oh, I just said her name wrong. Walk. What's her name? The girl he took Macy to. Macy Walken? Yeah, that chick. I've actually talked with her. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah, funny I'm that sure. I can't remember her name. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, like he, like that was his date. Uh, I guess the classic. I don't know what she was, really. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, Macy was his. Was his date to the night of champions? Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but that was genius. I mean, he basically like took all her followers through him, through him under like basically like got his exposure through her, which she got the same oh, exposure yeah, sure. from him. But I mean, it was an even trade off. But it was like genius moves by both of them. Um, yeah, it was yeah. just hilarious yeah, to like. Does. Because, like, A, first off, she knows how to do, like, TikTok to a champ. She's a very good TikToker. Um, if you want to see a good TikToker, it's her. She's one of the best. Yeah, she, yeah. I followed her TikTok for a while. It's kind of the conversation I had with her one night. I uh, So I got introduced to her. I don't even know what night it was of the classic, but I just – we ended up talking, just talking about TikTok and uh, – yeah, I was like, oh man, you know, kind of <laughs> always watching videos for the longest time. So she has some going. They're uh, they're definitely interesting. She's got the oh gosh, man, there's a video of her talking about uh, uh, people making fun of the way she talks. Oh, it was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she can use the redneck and the fishing like both on her TikTok, and all the followers yeah, fall yeah, under yeah. the same thing. Like, she's a freaking genius. She's on another podcast I listen to, and like. Yeah, I, like the questions I asked her, like through that podcast, which I'll tell you about that podcast in case you want to ever go ask questions. I won't tell like it on here in case people want to go ask questions because I want less people there so I can ask so my question gets answered when they do their live streams. But 
Like my question was like best yeah. time of day is to post, and she's like, I don't even know. She goes, be honest, yeah. like at this point, like it kind of just like pops off. She goes, you know, like first thing in the morning, late in the evenings when people are going to bed, and whenever they get off work, like those are her three times, and she was like, those are the best times. Like sometimes lunch, like. But, like, she was like, my TikTok just kind of pops off all the time at this point. And I'm like, oh, well, that sucks because that didn't help me. But, I mean, it basically proves that, like, once you have your niche, and she stays within her niche, um, fishing and the redneck redneck words with the women. um, And she's attractive, so that helps with all the redneck guys, like, liking all her (laughs) stuff. Um, Oh, God. But, like, I mean... That, to me, like, that was, like, I don't even know how he finished at the Classic. All I know is all the stuff he did at the Classic because it blew up on social media because it was, like, a genius move yeah, as far yeah. as social media. Um, but the next yeah, he's guy. he's definitely talented in that regard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the next guy is the best. I wouldn't say one-liners because it's usually, like, a story paragraph. That, yeah, he, yeah. that he throws out on stage. You already know who it is. As soon as I say that, it's Gerald Swindell. Dude is a freaking... Oh, yeah, I don't know if he rehearses this shit, types it out, and like says it every night in his bed, but he doesn't miss a beat, doesn't stutter a word when he's on that stage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is literally gold every time he talks on stage. Yeah, no, he... No, that's, that's just that's just Swindell. He's... Uh, so I, I met Swindell... Uh, for the first time, uh, at media day, I think. Yeah, I think it was media day. And, uh, oh man, he, that's just, that's just who he is. seems like, I mean, I, you know, from talking to everyone that works there, it's like, you know, that's, that's the biggest thing about Swindle. That's, that's who he is. Like he, he don't rehearse nothing. He just walks out there and says whatever. Like he might have an idea of what he's going to, you know, what he's going to say, but he just, he just gets out there and spits it, you know? I, and it's, most of the time it's pretty entertaining. So, yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess saying like he rehearses it was a bad way to put it, but like his like they're because they're not one liners, their storylines are perfect. Like they're on topic, they're like hilarious, they're everything you want a guy to like say to entertain your crowd. TikTok, any social media is going on, it's one hundred percent popping off because it hits all the points right off the bat. Yeah. Um, sorry. Yeah, he's uh, he, he's he's definitely talented at doing. That's for uh, that's for sure. He's uh, <laughs> and I, you know, I, I I worked with him a little bit at Media Day, and I mean, he just you know, <laughs> I was like, I I remember I see we did a we did a gallery called uh, "We're Gonna Throw First, and uh, you know, obviously he he's sitting there just talking and just I mean being goofy with 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 you know everyone with the cameras or whatever. So, and I I, I would assume he's the same way off camera too, but. He uh he was like so I was like Swindle can you can you grab me a can you show me what you're gonna throw first and he kind of looked at me and because he knew I mean he already knew I I covered him a little bit during the practice day and he knew who I was and he was like he's like you know what I'm throwing first and I'm like yeah I said give me I need a picture dude <laughs> he's like oh you gonna make me climb in this freaking boat so I ended up ended up getting the picture so it was all good <laughs> yeah but I mean yeah, we, he. We, uh, he definitely, like, probably, like, I would say if you value people at the Classic, him being a part of the Classic is one of the biggest, like, positives there is. I mean. Oh, for sure. I mean, just, like, 
I still know his like riff from like two years ago with the like skinny jeans and the um, Chuck Taylors. <laughs> yeah. Like it still pops off on like yeah, yeah. social media. Like it'll make it rounds. Oh yeah. And then this year he has a new one, and then he has the one about the I don't know which lake it was with all the stumps, but that one will like make its rounds. Um, <laughs> yeah, it seems like man, I, and I've I told this I I told this at, you know to multiple people there. It's like you know we all we almost doing a, a disservice to ourselves, not you know I, I mean you know we try to show the love to all the anglers. That's uh, that's first and foremost, but it's like. Sometimes, like, dude, he might have a good one. Like, we should probably just repost on social, you know. It was just dude, crazy, crazy numbers, I'm sure. So, uh, maybe, maybe they'll put me in charge of that. I've, I've been told that. Uh, I talked to Ronnie Moore about it, I think, one time. He's like, well, if you really want to do it, you're, you're more than welcome to take off and get after it, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he just, like, I mean, as you know, like, if you follow his – and, like, there's probably pros that, like, you can go to and, like, their social medias pop off. But, like, his, like because of the algorithm and how it works, and I've liked this stuff before, and I follow him on, like, one right. one of the, I think it's just TikTok. But, like, it pops off, like, when he posts something or something like that. It seems like it always pops mm-hmm. off. I'd say, like, I, like, I don't know, like, all the Bass Elite guys. I know Bill Lowe, like, I remember, like, his storyline posted a few years ago. It popped off. Um, Jason Christie, like, it pops off a lot. But, like, any more do you see, like, in general, do you see any, like, pros that are, like, that still struggle with the, like, social media aspect? Or you're like, hey, man, you got to step up your game because this is where it's at now, like... I assume there's still some somewhere yeah. because there's such a big field. There's probably still the lower end that are like still trying to fill yeah, out that social I mean, media. Yeah, I mean, obviously there's, I mean, you know, there's obviously going to be the ones that, you know, that, I mean, there's a lot of guys, you know, on the elite series that just don't care about social media. You know, I mean, obviously it's a, it's a huge tool. Um, but some of them, man, they, you know, they don't necessarily need social media. I mean, they make a, they, you know, they can make a living straight, you know, just fishing tournaments, which, you know, more power to them. Um, I mean, obviously, there's you know a handful that that do obviously really really well with it, and there's some of them that, like I said, they just don't care, they, you know. But I, you know, the most of them are middle road, middle of the pack, and whatever. I mean, I, I feel like for the most part, the guys that do social media on the elites do a fantastic job, and there's there's a lot of them spending a lot of money to do it. So uh, kudos to them, man, because they're you know most of them that are you know working their butts off to make it happen. Like they they do a fantastic job. So. Yeah, gotta give them some credit where it needs. But there's yeah, there's definitely a handful of them out there, man. They you know they just don't you know they don't even try it social media because they don't have to, man. They just catch they catch them good enough where it's like, well, you know, they don't even really need it. So yeah, I mean, I guess that is true. If you're winning, if you're at the pay window, at the end of the day, like you could really care less what your social media is doing. But yeah, man, if you're standing in the check line at the end of the day, like you know, all's good. <laughs> But I'm I'm gonna screw this up. I know I'm gonna screw this up. Mm. Um, is it Kevin Van Dam that's retiring? Um, I know he yeah, doesn't. Yeah, so yeah, K- KB retiring. Mm. Yeah, so like I mean, supposedly. But, yeah, supposedly. But like at the end of the day, like when you retire, like your social media could be what cares you. Like I can like I'm not a fishing guru, so I can tell you. And I'm about to screw up his freaking name. Bill what? Um, Bill Daniels. Is it Bill Daniels? 
Bill Dance. Bill Dance. Oh my God, I screwed that up really bad. Mm-hmm. But like Daniels popped in my head. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah. Bill Dance, let's be honest, like his outtakes still kill it on social media. He probably still makes oh, ridiculous yeah, monies off his outtakes. But like he's still making appearances. Oh, yeah, he's, he's still doing all this stuff because his social media still exists. Like he's still being a big a part of social media that like at the end of the day, like, you know, you uh, gotta think about retiring at the end of the day, like every day, like you just said, there's eventually gonna be a college kid make the elites. Well, then there's eventually gonna be a day that there's five college guys make the elites. And there's gonna be like I think when you have those five like college guys make it, you're gonna have five non-college guys that are young that age that have just busted ass that have just done their diligent that know how to fish and all of a sudden you know what i mean like every day every fisherman gets mm-hmm. better you know what i mean like the more money they have oh, to yeah. put towards this like i think of it this way so like a lot of guys like let's look at like a job for say like in the like labor union area like a welder or something Okay, like they make ridiculous amounts of money. They like re- they get taught a class on how to drag up, aka leave a job and not give a shit about it no more, and basically walk away with all the money mm-hmm. they've made at that point. I mean, these guys are going to be guys that like you might find one that loves the fish that eventually, like you know, one day decides he's going to make a run, and then you're going to find like more and more that make this run, and like eventually there's going to be like a big push of young guys come in. I think. Because it gets like that in every sport. There's always this big push of young people who are striving to be the best. And it's probably worse in fishing than it is in any other sport. Um, with that's the high school, no the college, and all that. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. And let, let's talk about, like, all the opens and locals. Like, I mean, you have these guys that, like, repetitively fish that, like, you know, maybe something happens and goes their way, like, they luck into some money and then they make the right choices and the right moves and stuff. I mean, as an older Mm. pro or these pros that don't care, like don't care right now about social media. Like I think at the end of the day, like unless they have a good retirement plan, I don't know what some of them have. Like, I don't know how much money some of the, some of them have earned. Um, but like, you know what I mean? Like you've got to think like at the end of the day, like your, your appearances are going to be worth a lot of money at some point in time. Yeah, well, for sure. Like, there's, there, I mean, obviously, there's some of them on the elite that, you know, some of them come from. Well, I would say come from. Some of them, you know, already have. You know, before they got to the elite, like they had like really, really good jobs that you know, where they owned a business or this, that, or the other, where they were already taken care of before they even got to the elite. That's that's more of the kind of the crowd that you know you, you can just expect to be. You know, don't really care about social media. There's you know in the check line or they're just true. You know, a lot of. I mean, there's guys. There's guys, there's guys on the elite now that. You know, they can split the elite today and probably, you know, save that, you know, 50 grand or whatever it is, you know, end up probably being closer to 100 in a year, you know, and, and, and save that money. But, you know, a lot of them are on the elite, not for, for the money. They're just, they're out there, you know, trying to live their dream. So that seems like, you know, obviously there's, you know, there's going to be some of them that, you know, when they leave fishing, like that's all they got. So, or you know, when they leave the elite, like all they got is their, you know, their name and, you know, social media or whatever, but. Um, for the most part, it seems like, you know, I mean, I, I'd say the guys that are on the elite, you know, obviously they're, you know, 10, 15%, maybe 20 that, you know, rely on fishing, you know, solely, like solely just fishing. Like that's all they rely on. And then there's probably, I mean, dude, there's a good chunk. of I would say, yeah, let's say, 
you know, 80% or, you know, if not more, you know, they have, they already have, you know, they have a backup plan. I mean, it's just, this kind of how that's the nature of it. Um, like you, you would think that like you think, but you know, looking at the elite field, you're like, Oh man, like all these guys are just fishing all the time. Like this is all they do. But a lot of them, man, they, you know, they got some type of other something going on, you know, outside of fishing. Um, I mean, there's, you know, I could, I could go through a list of them, but you, know, just, you don't, you don't see that on social media. Not most of them are not posting like, Hey, you know, I'm working my, you know, nine to five or whatever. You know, most of them are, you know, you're just seeing fishing content all the time. Yeah, I guess I am honestly probably about five years in advance of what like that that actual trend because like mm-hmm. as you said that I was like yeah that's true yeah. a lot of those guys do own their own company a lot of them are I could oh, list yeah. off like I think some of them own like lawn care companies um after I said yeah, that I, I mean, was like well at- there's a ton that own their own individual <laughs> companies themselves yeah I mean you look at you look at Gary Files I mean he's owner of Phoenix Boats. Uh, Oh gosh, uh, Ed Lawfren, he's you know he's a lawyer. Uh, oh gosh, I, I, David Gaston, uh, you know he still you know he still does a bunch of work. I think Brian knew. I think he still works for some type of construction. No, I might be a pest pest control company now. I'm not. I'm actually not sure what he does. I mean, I mean a lot of man, they just have jobs outside of fishing, which is you know more power to them. So, I mean, I mean even in my case, like dude, like the way I see it is, you know, even if I you know, at some point, if I ever, and I never probably would, but, um, you know, if I ever was to go to fish the elites, like, man, it's, like, it's just hard to strictly do it. Like, like, like I said, I mean, there's, you know, there's 15, 10, 15, maybe 20% of guys that, that do it strictly just off of fishing and, you know, sponsors. And I mean, you know, that those are the, you know, obviously those are the, the ones that are well known, but it's like, I mean, dude, it's hard to do it that way, you know, <laughs> I mean, because there's only, I mean, the fishing industry is big in a sense, but it's also small. Like, you know, there's only so much, you know, there's only so much dollars to go around that, you know, you can't give the entire elite field, you know, those dollars. They just wouldn't make sense. So, uh, yeah, I mean, even if, in my case, like, even if, you know, if I went pro or something one day, like, there's, unless I just started doing really good, you know, tournament fishing wise, like, I mean, you'd have to basically, you know, have something else going on, you know, other than just fishing tournaments. Now, I mean, that's just, that's just the nature of the beast. Um, I mean, in my case, though, man, so, like, and this is the way I see it, like, the guys that you see do really well like that, I mean, yeah, they, you know, they do a lot of, they do a ton of work for their sponsors, but it seems like it ends up, like, paying off, like, even better for them, man, because if they're just fishing all the time and that's all they're doing, like, dude, it's, I mean, it is hard to beat those guys, especially, I, I, see, this is kind of the lesson I learned in college, it's just, like, dude, like, in the sense of like you when you're competing against these guys you're oh, hold on one second i got a text <laughs> no. um uh glenn kell just texted me right, yeah. yeah it's um but anyway no like i said it's like uh yeah so basically it's a so like in, in the sense of the call, back to the college, it's like, you know, it's hard to compete against those guys. But I know so many, so many of the college dudes that was like, like, dude, they, that's all they do. Like, some of them didn't even go to class. Like, they were just fishing. Well, like, well okay. let me stop you right, case, right there real quick. I would assume on the college level you were at a disadvantage. And I'm not saying you're not oh, a major. good fisherman, <laughs> but, like, Versus yeah. probably the funding. Let's start at funding. You were just at a disadvantage. Um, 
probably just family in general. Because, like, let's talk about, like, some other – like, we can also look at, like, in this as a a family in general. Like, the money that some of these families have, like, it's – like, some of these guys yeah. already come from a little bit of money that kind of make it a little easier when, like, oh, well, daddy's got this company, so if all else fails, like, I'll go work for him. Like, I'm inheriting it anyways. Kind of ordeal, like yeah. – not that that's what everyone you well, fished against was, but I mean, I'd say yeah. you fished against a lot of guys, like you said, that didn't go to class, that didn't have shit to do because they were basically, oh, their job yeah, was I mean, fishing. Yeah, 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 no doubt. I mean, you know, all, it's all good for them. Like, that's awesome for them. You know, they manage that. Like, I, I'm not sitting here saying that that's, that's bad. Like, I'm saying that's like, you know, if you have that situation, like, that's freaking pretty awesome. But, you know, in the sense of like, you know, you look at it like I, I had to learn this the hard way through college. Was like, and this is why I stress to the kids, you know, to you know the kids in West Virginia, especially because I just wanted so much doing it the way I did. I learned the hard way. Is you know, like, look, hey, if you can get these scholarships to go fish for one of these colleges, and that's all you can do is go to class and go fishing. Like, dude, you realize how much better you're gonna be. And I, I'm so glad, you know, there's a couple kids that are taking that route now in WV. Um, but man, I, I, you know, my, my, my thing was like, dude, like I was working, you know, I was working a full-time job, 40 hours a week. I was, you know, taking full-time at, at Marshall. So I was taking, you know, at least 15 hours a semester. And then on top of that, dude, I'm trying to fish three, you know, at least try to fish two or three days a week versus, you know, versus the guy who's, you know, just going to class, maybe he's going, you know, 15 hours of class, which he, you know, some of us online or whatever. And then, like, dude, he just spend the rest of his time on on the, on the lake. Like, dude, it is I mean, it is insane to try to compete against that. So, anytime, and I told, you know, I mean, I've had this conversation with I don't know how many people, but anytime, like, you could crack a top fifty against that competition, like, I mean, it's I mean, it, it's a, it's a pretty remarkable feat in my opinion. Like, it's just, like I said, it's just hard, like. And I, I told multiple people this, like, you put some of those elite guys against these college, against the college kids, and, and the college kids will show us up. <laughs> so, I mean, I, that's just, that's just no joke. I mean, they're, they're, they're good. So, yeah, but, I mean, but again, they have a ton of time to spend fishing. I mean, I, I, you know, everyone, like, obviously the elites are the elites and they're, they're, they're the best at what they do. But, you know, some, I mean, some of the elites just don't have the time that, you know, some of the college kids do and it, and it would show. I guarantee you it would show. It would show in tournaments, and I, you know, I'd be hard pressed to say that you know if we had if we had tournaments where there was college and elite guys that there would be there would be a it would it would be shocking to see. <laughs> it would yeah. be very shocking. I mean that that basically like makes to the point I was making that like after I said it like I kind of regretted saying it that. You know some of these guys I guess do own their own companies and stuff. Yeah. I mean they're not there. They're not like what I would call a satellite guy, which is a guy on the outside that gets paid a lot of money to basically not do much. Answer a phone, answer some questions, move on, go fish. Um, you do have the guys, like I said, that do run lawn care companies. There was one, I forget which one it was, that ran a big lawn care company. Um, there might be more than one, to be honest, because there's like, it, it's, it's, it's a really good, really good business to get into anymore because no one cuts their own grass. Um, especially when you get in a, especially when you get in a like city area, which you come from, like you're like, you're gonna pay somebody to do that? I had to do that for free when I was growing up. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah there's, uh, there's definitely a lot of that's just commercial. Man. I mean, 
you look at, I mean, it depends where you're at in the city. Like, oh gosh, like they'll pay, they'll pay insane, insane, insane amount of money to mow pretty much nothing, you know. <laughs> so yeah, which all falls down to insurances and all that, which. I don't understand. We're not getting into that. But, like, yeah, it's it's a crazy topic to think about. Like, you know, there is there is still the elite guys that are working. But, you know, we but not to jump all the way back to the opens, but, you know, we cut out the working guy with the, with the change of the series. But, like, at the end of the day, the, like you said, those guys wouldn't afford it anyways because, you know, you're spending $50,000 just to be in the elite series. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no doubt. I would hate to know how many sponsor guys are paying that versus how many write-offs that is for a company. Yeah, um, no doubt. It'd yeah, be interesting probably. number. It's probably not a number you're going to find out, but um, I'd say there's quite a few guys <laughs> that their company are writing off sponsoring an elite yacht and uh, writing off about yeah, $50,000 a year. Yeah, I I have no idea. I couldn't tell you, but it's, uh, it's, definitely, it's definitely interesting. Like, you just got to – you know, it's not, we're not like any other sport. Like, we're not like football or you know, baseball or whatever. I mean, it's just, it's interesting the fact that, like, we got, you know, we got English from all different walks of life. So it's, uh, it's definitely cool to see. And, man, I, I love it when, you know, some of those guys, you know, do well in tournaments or, you know, have success. So that's definitely exciting. Okay. You open the door real quick on this and we'll end on this. So you open the door about, okay. yeah, it's not football. It's not college. It's not football or not only this, but okay. Mm-hmm. Now that, like, see, I don't know how this worked. Like, I played college football, so, like, I was not allowed to accept certain items when I played college football. I did accept right. certain items while I played college football. Like, I definitely accepted items I wasn't allowed to have. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I played for a shitty Division two school. I'm going to get all the free shit I can get. Um, <laughs> that's right, dude. That's it. But, like, so, like... At a collegiate, like, I mean, it's a club sport, I guess, for where you was, which I guess, it does it have to be yeah, club right. for everyone? Yeah. Um, But now that there's, like, an NIL thing's in effect, do you see that playing a role with, um, you know, like, I know Auburn's got a big, like, social media presence because I think they, like, half their guys, like, basically, I think, work as social media guys because their social media is kind of really good at times. Um, but do you see the NIL thing like with sponsors maybe coming over or do you think it's just not going to happen because fishing's just not oh, there for yet? Bass fishing? Yes. Yeah. I mean, you know, most of those NIL sponsors, you know, they're, you know, they're non endemics anyway. So it's like, you know, I, you know, I, I, I mean, maybe, uh, hard to tell, but I, you know, most of the colleges, it's like they're club sports anyway. So I don't know how that all works. And I wouldn't think so. Like, in, you know, in our case at Marshall, it's like, you know, it's definitely not going to make any difference on us. So it's like, I mean, my my whole my whole thought with Marshall is just basically, you know, you go and do it. Like our sponsorships is just this local stuff. So I don't know. I mean, Auburn Auburn has much a larger reach in there in the right part of the country. So uh, you know, if they can get those, you know, in, you know, the actual endemic sponsors with with fishing, I mean, that's good for them. So I don't I don't know. What's that? Maybe it's certainly a, certainly a certainly a, a possibility, I guess. <laughs> Because, well, I mean, like, theoretically, for me, like, like we can end on this, and, Mm -hmm. like, you don't have to make a comment on this, but I would think the local Mm -hmm. bait companies would want to support the local collegiate teams. Um, Um, 
and you like, you don't, that, you, but... you don't have to comment on it. I said you don't have to comment. Like I'm just saying in general. I mean, no, no I, I mean, in, in my opinion, and this is just me. It's like, you know, I mean, you look at some of the companies in West Virginia, and obviously, you know, there's. I mean, I you know, I seem like I've worked at least with them or you know had conversations with them, but I mean, most of it comes from man, they don't you know they just don't sell enough to do anything. I mean, there's you might think that they you know they do very well. Like there's a company. Um, um, well, at the end of the day, do they understand social media the right way to sell enough? Just, just as a no, I, I don't, you know, I, you know, I, I don't think so. Like there was, you know, I, I worked for a company for a couple years or maybe a year or two um, that was local to us, and uh, I mean, I know what they done, and they didn't. I mean, they didn't do anything crazy enough, to, you know, justify you know giving a couple thousand dollar sponsorship. Like it was, it was more or less just a hobby project. And it was like one of the bigger companies in West Virginia at the time. So I, I, you know, in that, in that, in that regard, like it, like there, obviously there's, you know, there's value like it, in my case, like now, um, you know, in, in the Marshall, like for Marshall, like they're, you know, we're, they're doing, they're, and obviously I'm, I'm behind helping doing a lot of this stuff. Um, you know, you, there's, there's going to be value in, in sponsorships as far as, you know, but it's like how much, you know, how much are you willing to spend, you know, that type of deal. So I, I think for the Marshall Trail, you know, for us, you know, spend the money for sponsorships, you know, I, I feel like we, we've done a decent job at promoting, uh, you know, kind of our sponsors now. And I actually, here's, here's what I do know. I do know uh, since we have took on a sponsorship with the, uh, with the new boat dealership that we've actually sold a couple boats. So. That's encouraging to us, but again, that goes back to, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's it's still a work in progress. I'm still learning a lot about, uh, and I still do a ton of work with the Marshall Trail, um, but it's it's like one of those learning things where it's like, you know, um, I, let's just see how how it goes. Like, you know, can we actually sell things with our brand, or like, or is it like, you know, one of those things where you know you're just helping out a college fishing team, so. Yeah, um, but I mean, you got to have everyone's got to be a part of that. I mean, personally, in right, my opinion, sure. like you have to have like you guys are got to be all in. The sponsors have to be all in. You can't have someone yeah, who. And. And this is like this will be the last rabbit hole bullshit. I'm going to say that. But like, <laughs> but like I like the guy I deal with, like he complained the other day to me about that I do editing work for about a company. And he was like, well, man, they like, I tried to do all this. I sell all this. I sponsor all this. And they did this. I was like, well, personally, I'm not involved other than your editor, but they don't see you as this person that you, they, you think they see you as, um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone, like the word pro staff gets thrown around horribly, so bad that like literally anyone who calls me pro staff like it's like oh you want to be pro staff I'm like uh here's my middle finger and yeah I mean, go that, with it that's, because that's, that's like see that's the biggest problem and and, and I mean this is just the way I I see it. and I and I'm not like I'm not I I one way or the other it doesn't really matter to me but that's that's the problem in the industry especially in the fishing industry is like you know we're we're just giving out like. These, these people like the company, there's companies out there that are using these, these 
you know, pro staffers, if that's what you want to call it, that are giving them free exposure. You know what I mean? So it's For 15% like, off. I mean, did that's you... the worst part is, like, I, I understand, like, you know, that's, that's a great, you know, in a sense, it's like, that's a great business move. But in the, in the long, like, in, I, that's where I feel the worst for it is like for the guys who are actually like trying to do this for a living is like you're kind of taken away from them because you know let's instead of spending you know however much with you know certain angler they're just they're just like well we don't really need him if you know we can get Joe Schmo and whoever just to post whatever you know for for free bait so yeah. it's like you yeah. know and that that that's what kind of irritates me the kind of worst about it because. It's like the guys who are actually trying are kind of getting ripped off, you know, for the guys that are that don't give a shit about you know bass fishing. They're just, they're just trying to say they're the pro staff or this, that, and the other. Like, dude, that, that's it what, is. That's what kind of- it is literally kills me if you tell me that like you're like, oh, I want to make you pro staff. You're gonna get this discount. Okay, that's yeah. fine for the first like five months. After that, yeah. if I'm not producing content to get free stuff. It's not worth it no more. No offense to yeah, whoever no. I'm messing with, but that's kind of where like I've went and realized that like there's too many people out there that just go, sure, I'll post that for you. What do I get? Like 10, 15, like yeah, no, there's no. social media, like come there's companies that will hunt people like, Oh, join our pro staff for like 20% off. Oh, dude, dude, it's oh, not. dude I, see, that's, that's what's funny to me. Like I've done that so many times <laughs> and I, I've done this, like join a pro staff just to see how easy it was. <laughs> you know, Chase, I mean, you, you have a closet full of like hey, man, all a, kinds of stuff. I got stuff. a couple thousand followers on Instagram, and they're like, "Oh, we're in." <laughs> you know, but, really, but like, they don't even care. But like, they, people don't realize. Show, and like, yeah, here's I, a twenty percent discount. Share our stuff on social. You're like, okay. And here's the like shitty part about this is like, there's some good people out there that like you know, I feel like. I look at them and I'm like, and I can name someone in West Virginia, which is that, um, I can't say his last name, but Rob, um, what is it that like fishes all time and does all the YouTube videos and stuff? Um, right. Uh, oh gosh. Yeah. Rob, Rob, uh, Pika? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Starts with a C. Yeah, yeah. I can like start spelling it and then it gets really weird at the end. This is what I will say about that guy. And there's a lot of other people that go out there and do this, but he picks up trash every time he goes fishing. That person is better Dude, for like here's, the here's environment. My, here's my thought. I, I, here's my thought on that guy, and it's just this is hundred percent. Like this is this is my thought. So, in my opinion, and this, you know, I've told Rob this, and I, I've, I'll have this conversation with him right now. He's selling himself short. Like seriously, like he he, he he is so well known in our state. Like I mean, I'm telling I'm telling you. I mean, there's nobody like I don't feel like anybody who fishes in West Virginia doesn't know who Rob is. Like no. that's just that's straight up. Like everybody knows who he is, but so my thought is like, dude, like use that, use that, Rob. Yes. So if I don't know, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't. But use that, man. Use that because, dude. I mean, you can leverage that with anybody. Like what he does. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, some sometimes I'm like, like, gosh, Rob, (laughs) you're killing us. But it's like, but this is valuable, dude. You know, it is very valuable. Like, I mean, there's not a day that goes. Tell me there's not a day that goes by where you at least don't see something from him. Yes. His social media is on point. He posts all the time. Somebody will find him. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's be honest. Environmental. Environmental-wise, he is literally the peak. I mean, like, 
he's made me feel like a piece yeah. of crap because I'm like, dude, I went fishing yeah. and I didn't pick up a bucket worth of shit, nothing. And like this dude over here is like picking up three buckets worth. And you know, I said something to my dad yeah, the other day and he's like, yeah, man. He goes, actually, he goes, I've been picking up trash when I go fishing, like trout fishing over at the lakes. I'm like, dude, you need to, like, I yeah. need to, like all this stuff. Like it is a shame. Oh, yeah, um, we actually, when you're back in town, like sometime, we need to go bow fishing sometime. I need to get my troll motor fixed. We can do that. But like when we go bow fishing mm-hmm. and you get to see the river at night, like with a spotlight or like, oh, dude, the amount oh, of trash that's there. under the water, it's freaking stupid. Like literally like people oh, should be ashamed of what, what's like in the river. And yeah, I mean, no it, it's probably like that everywhere, but like that dude, like legit does. I mean, and like, yeah, I'm not trying to kiss his ass or anything. Cause I get nothing from him or anything, but like, he's <laughs> yeah. one of the few guys who like actually posts all this stuff. Yeah. But, like, he always makes a point to pick up trash. And, like, I don't think he thinks of that as anything. And I'm like, dude, that should hold value with all your sponsors. I was like, if you're paying for anything, you need to tell them to shove it. Yeah, I listen, I, and I don't know, you know, obviously I don't know, I don't know the details of, of Rob and, like, his sponsors or this, that, and the other. But he should be, you know, and just in my opinion, like, He's selling himself short if he's not if he's not if he's not doing well with them because I yeah. mean dude he's he, I mean I mean you go to Facebook you go I mean you could go on Facebook right now, I guarantee you could go on Facebook right now and scroll for less than ten minutes and you would at least see one post from him at least one or two I mean it's just it's every day so kudos to him man because he's killing it and I I hope I wish him nothing but the best uh, I know a lot of people don't don't feel that way you know they they rag on him or whatever but you know. He's the only guy out there hustling. I mean, he's just, he's hustling. Dude, so. 100% hustling. And that's the thing that kills me. Like, we brought up the whole, all you got to do is this some pro staff, and I can start naming, because mm-hmm. I have nothing in the fishing world, and I'm not going to start naming West Virginia companies <laughs> that, like, draw a line in the sand. But, like, right, right. it is ridiculous. Like, that dude makes a point to go support all kinds of local, your local bait and tackles, pick up trash. Like he checks all the boxes for West Virginia companies that should be like, yeah, dude, I'm on board with this dude. Um, no doubt. No. I mean, we can like, I can throw this down one rabbit hole. And we can, I don't know if you know much on this cause I don't know much on this. I know very little is in the MPFL. I'll say that much. It involved Rob Turkla. Oh, I got a first and last name. Correct. Um, from the yeah. Guggen squad and him and um, is it Luke Duncan traveling circus and the back and forth Maybe, with yeah. like six cents and like dude, six cents ended up taking um, a very, very bad turn there. Um, that bit them in the ass, that whole ordeal that they, um, they unleashed um, mm-hmm. with that. I mean, they took yeah, one I, a giant and they lost really quick. They thought they could ride someone else's coattails, which was st- Stupid because that dude was like, fuck no, I ain't riding that trail. He's like, hell no, I ain't taking on yeah. those dudes. I mean, but in general speaking there, like that's how quick I don't think these companies realize that they can rise and fall. Dude, they could take themselves to like, just because you're a West Virginia company doesn't mean you have to be a West Virginia company. You're a bait company. And I, I don't know anything about fishing. And I do know there's a big difference because I can't say the person because I can't remember the person that talked about the difference in like the Cinco worms um, mm-hmm. and how there's like a big difference in like how they fall underwater and like they've done studies and I forget which guy said that. 
Um, I want to say it was Gerald Swindell, but I'm pretty sure I don't think it was him. Uh, <laughs> um, but like, you know what I mean? Like there's a difference in those where like I see it in turkey calls with like, I don't, I don't know if you do any turkey hunting. Um, you live in a good state to do it now. If you ever think about it, there's probably a guy down there that'll take you that can probably take you to a good spot. Um, but like, personally, they're all pretty much the same. There's not much difference you can do in a turkey call. Unlike a fishing where you can change the weight, the thickness, the mixture, you can do a lot of variations where like at the end of the day, like a mouth call is like literally a piece of tape and some rubber around a metal frame. You can only cut that sucker so many ways. Yeah, that's and I mean, it kills me to see the amount of people like I know people who have started and I've worked with and I've done stuff for free for many years and charged them like very little and like try to work with them for them to just quit at the end of the day. And I'm like, dude, you wasted all my time working with you when I could have been off trying to work with this guy. And that's where like I think personally, like if I was Rob or anyone, like if your company doesn't want to move forward and do more and more business and have goals, then like they're not worth it. And I mean, no doubt, man. no I mean, doubt. That's, that's my, that's my thought with, um, again, with Rob, it's like, you know, you know, I, you know, and I, I don't know, like in my, in my case, and this is just me, like for me, if I was, you know, if I was at, at home, let's just say, and, and since I'm at home and I'm, and I'm trying to do this whole fishing thing, like obviously, I I know where like you know what I can you know sponsorship wise like well you know here's what I think I can do and here's what I like realistically could probably make <coughs> all the sponsors. But at the same time, it's like I know I'm not going like I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't go in with somebody or work with somebody if we both didn't have like an end goal for me or for for them. You know what I mean? Like it's a partnership. Like dude, like. You're trying to get here. I'm trying to get here. Like, let's work together to make that happen. Yeah. I mean, you know, let's, through, through various platforms. I mean, I would put probably a little bit of money on it. How many people Rob sponsors sponsor that are monetized on YouTube? That means something. Well, my, my thought. No, you know what I mean? Like, that might know, not mean, like, he might not be making, like, $500 a day off YouTube, but he's still monetized on YouTube. That's a hard thing to get in more. Now they made the new rules about you got to have a thousand followers. You got to have 4,000 watch hours. You got to have, I forget like all the other things, but like, like it is hard to have. Um, yeah. Well, another thing is like, you know, in his case is like, and it's not even, not even, you know, monetizing or making money off that. It's like, you know, you look at it in some senses, like, some of the stuff that he reps that now granted, you know, a lot of people were like, yeah, whatever. But I guarantee you, I would just about bet on it that, you know, as much as he posts and as many people, you know, whatever, you know, you know, have negative things to say, like I'd say there's for every, you know, couple negative comments, there's one or two people with maybe three or four people who go on to buy stuff that he's caught them on. I get, I just about guarantee it. Just about guarantee it. And, and if, for those companies that, you know, that he supports and does this or whatever, the smaller companies that, you know, that, you know, that actually, that benefit off of him, like, they should re- realize that, man. You know, that's why I'm, that's why I, I tell out to Rob, like, know your value, dude, because if not, they're just going to rip you off, man. <laughs> and so, 
that's that's my that's my only thought with it. Like, and I, you know, I'm not gonna sit here and, and say what you know what you know, company or whatever or this that or the other. But it's like, hey, like know your value, dude, because you're you know you're push you're the you're the guy pushing all this, and you know you should be rewarded for it. So that's just that's just my thought. I mean, I'd be the same way, dude. Like if I was doing the same way same way he's doing, I don't care. Like I'd still post my stuff, do whatever. But you know, if you're gonna if I'm gonna put in that much effort, then so should you. You know. Yeah, that's just how I mean, it works. I mean, I, and those those are the kind of relationships that you want to be with. You don't want to be with guys who don't give a who don't give a damn about you. Like that's that's my thought. Like even for you know, there's companies at home. Like even uh, the Great Outdoors Marine. My my buddy bought it, or Grant Ferguson. He's a really close friend of mine, and he bought it. And I guarantee you, right now, if I went home and I had to, hey Grant, like this is what I want to do, like. I mean, obviously he, he would be 100% behind me and I'd say, Hey, this is what I can do for you. And he would be all down for it. You know, and he, we, we'd work together. Like it would be a partnership. He'd say, Hey man, can you do this? And I'll do this. You know, it's, it's just, it's just how, I mean, there's just value. There's a lot of value in that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, and I think that's one thing Rob doesn't get and me and you mm-hmm. can get it being at like a, you at a, like a lot bigger level understanding. Mm-hmm. Like being working for Bass, like you get to see all the sponsored interaction with Bass. Like, I assume not that you're, right. you're getting yeah. to make any call, but you're getting to see like how they interact with certain sponsors and like certain sponsors want this and you got to yeah. have it this way and you got to have so many exposures, so many posts per whatever for this company, right. for this company. And, you know, like, I get to see it on like the back end of doing product videos and product photos for a company and then handing it off to them and know what they right. spend. Like these companies who care and it's crazy. Like, you know, like maybe Rob like makes this move. Like if Rob or anyone would make this move, they would have like no one that want to be a part of them. Okay. Right. Right. Maybe not, but maybe you get a chance to use stuff that maybe more clicks. Because at the end of the day, like, if he's getting nothing from that company and he can get more clicks and that's where he's making the money, then go get more clicks. The freaking, like, the prime example, well, the prime example, real quick before you go on your tangent, is all the Guggen Squad guys who would go do, like, all the $50 challenge. They didn't use a damn Guggen bait and they went and bought a bunch of shit from Walmart or some Bass Pro or... They didn't use a damn thing, Guggen, and they made a ton of money off the video, like... Oh, no doubt. Like, no I, doubt. So, I mean, it's it's no. like genius moves. I mean, um, you know, it does hurt him that yeah. he's probably I in mean, this state. I mean, this state probably doesn't have the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the biggest, like, the biggest bass following. Yeah, and the biggest, does, but, yeah, yeah, as far as West Virginia goes. I mean, but, I mean, a know, thousand subscribers, a he's, he's got people from other states. Oh, for sure. For sure. You know, I mean, there's definitely, and I, you know, I wish Rob the best, and I hope he, he does well at it. But back to, I mean, kind of just like, like you said, it's just more or less just partnerships, man. That's, that's the big thing of all this. I mean, even at the pro level, like, yeah, of course, like sponsors want, they want as much exposure as they can get. But like, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, they know what this guy can do, and, you know, how can they, how can they benefit off of him, and how can he benefit off of them? So that's kind of, that's, that's, I mean, just seeing how, how it all works now, like that's, that's the biggest, that's the biggest key to it. I feel like you got to kind of be your own, 
niche thing, you know? You know what I mean? Like, you kind of got to have your thing going on. Like, yeah, I mean. Just, and it's just like, look look at, and I hate to just, you know, bring something again, or Zaldane again, but look at Zaldane, dude. Like, he's the big swim bait, swim bait guy. Like, he, that's who he is. Like, so when you're, you know, you're talking swim bait, and you, you're trying to sell swim baits, like, obviously you want Zaldane on your team. You know what I mean? Like, if, if you're wanting to sell swim baits and get in that market, like, you want Zaldane on your team because he's the guy. Like, look at the the Bass Mafia, the new Zaldangerous swim bait coming out. Like, dude, that thing's going to do crazy numbers. And that's because they, they got him to come in and say, you know, and, hey, we're going to work with you if you'll work with us and help us, you know, make this, you know, you know, this bait or whatever. And that's how most companies are. I mean, even, you know, Gerald Swindle in the new 13, 13 fishing rods and reels, like, they brought him in to, you know, help them design a freaking – rod and reel that was you know meant to meant to be beat up on and you know still you know you could afford as a you know as a you know a hundred hundred dollar reel hundred dollar rod you know so it's like or however much it is i'm not it's not a crazy you know it's not a crazy expensive price tag but that's just how i feel like that's how that's how most of it works like you kind of got to get your own niche thing if that makes sense 100 percent I mean, I think you you couldn't say that any better because you look at, I mean, you list two people there. One who I would say is more of the like the professional, the professional looking top end, and like Gerald, like not nothing against Gerald because Gerald is one percent professional, but like he prides himself on being the redneck, the regular Joe, the working man. And I mean that yeah, plays man. such a big role with his sponsors. If you look at his sponsors, all his sponsors feed that. They love that. That is yeah. what he is. That is what they're never going to try changing. Um, right. You look at. I mean. I mean, even you look at Kevin Van Dam, man. I mean, he was the freaking square bill. I mean, why? Why is all these square bills named after him? You know what I mean? It's the same thing goes for him. I mean, it's the same thing that goes for. I mean, you look at Brett Height. The freaking designer of the dang chatterbait, dude, the jackhammer chatterbait, like that's his niche little thing. Like, I mean, there's just so there's just so many cases like that. Um, I mean, Josh, I could go through a freaking list, you know what I mean? But that's 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 more or less that's more or less like I think for for guys, and I I mean, I I feel like that's not even like I feel like that's a pretty decent piece of advice even for for the elite guys. It's like you know, find your niche thing. You know what I mean? Like find your little niche thing and you know exploit it, <laughs> and you never know where it goes. Like, like even Matt Robertson, like you know we talked about him plenty, but like at some point, like he's his little niche thing is gonna work out and be really good for him. Like his little like uh, him doing like the crazy celebrations on stage or whatever. Like eventually, sponsors gonna be like, dang, he's he's using our product to do this wild stuff, and people are going crazy about it. Like maybe we should work with him. Well, I think he is going to be the next level of Gerald Swindell. I think it's mm-hmm. there. I think it's just going to take some time. Um, I mean, right now there's the big controversy that we're not going to get in that involves alcohol. And one said company <laughs> that um has really, really pretty much put themselves on a hole. They might not exist in a week or two. But, but like, that is like, he is like, if I was a company and like, I don't know what the rules are in like bass and like alcohol and all that, but I would like go like, Hey man, like, I mean, I don't think there's any alcohol sponsors in bass. I don't know for sure. I feel like, I don't know if that's, they're allowed in or not, not in. Um, 
But if they are, like I, I would be jumping on like, hey, dude, there's a ton of rednecks that like this dude. There's a ton of rednecks yeah, that kind of hate this dude, but they still watch his videos. I mean, shit. Whether, like, I've always said this, some of your biggest haters are your biggest fans because they'll watch every second no to see if you fell. No doubt. Um, and it's, like, the truth. And, like, I've been those people, man, like, just sitting there, like, twiddling your thumbs, like, when's this guy going to fail? And at the end of the day, it's like, well, yeah. he didn't. I guess I just gave him another view. Um, and I think that mm-hmm. came from, oh, yeah. I think that a lot, some of that came from me not being able to do, like, family-related stuff that, like, having the free time to go do and access the ability, but make dumb choices and give away information that I probably shouldn't have gave away um, for free. Right, yeah. For free, at least. <laughs> um, oh, I guess God. it wasn't free. It gave me learning experiences. Um, so, but, yeah, I think we've covered, like, a shit ton of topics. I think, oh, man, we... We got a lot, that's for sure. <laughs> you're gonna have to cut, you're gonna have to get a new job. I'm sorry, but can you go work for like MLF now or something so we can talk about something else? Actually, that's not <laughs> absolutely <true>. not. <laughs> <laughs> time out, time out. This is absolutely like, not. This is how much I I'm know. In the, uh, like, is I'm it? in the uh, I'm in the peak of bass fishing, so I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I'm definitely not leaving. <laughs> like oh. this is this is um bass is where bass is the you know this is the biggest. It's, this is the big show, and now there's no shot. I, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's just awesome to to have the opportunity to work here and to do what I'm getting to do. Like, it, I mean, it's just, I mean, I told a lot of people like it's just a dream job, man. It's it's crazy that I got the, you know, the opportunity to do this, and uh, you know, I wouldn't trade it. I don't think I'd trade it for the world. So, hopefully, uh, all goes well, and you know, I can be here a long time. So, dude, live it up every freaking second of yeah, it is all I gotta say live it up yeah, every second sure. um I, I i mean that's all i can say is live it up i mean it's pretty awesome to get to see you get to do social media stuff like i've i've got to meet a lot of people that do social media but it's kind of weird like to get to meet someone before they're there you i've usually met people after they've been there for years and it's like but you're yeah, yeah. there you like like i kind of met you before like through social media talking to you and stuff and now you're there so it's pretty awesome to see that um yeah. I hope the freaking best for you. I'm excited to see what comes of it. it, Um, Hopefully somewhere down the road, I can convince you that uh, you need to hire me to freelance somewhere. Um, (laughs) Yeah. We'll figure that that out. I I have no, uh, I have no say in that quite yet, (laughs) but yeah, maybe, maybe for sure. Uh, Well, you need (laughs) to get some promotions, get to work. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah, No doubt. So uh, where, Okay. We'll end on this because I don't know because I don't follow. I follow bass fishing, but I, I follow it at tournament base. Like I see, oh, this tournament is going on, so I start watching. Where will be the next classic? So I can start like trying to plan my uh, my travels. So the next class, man, the next class is really far from our students. So it's in Oklahoma, but dude, our next uh, our next elite is next weekend on Lake Murray. So dude, you should. I don't know if you follow Bass Nation on on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, but you definitely follow along. It's going to, uh, I'm going to cover that one. So there'll be a ton of content. I'm going to, obviously I'm going on the water for, uh, all four days. So I'll get, I'll get probably five or six galleries done. I imagine in that, that little time span. So dude, I mean, keep, keep up, keep along. It's going to be, they're going to catch them next week at Murray. It's going to be a, it's going to be a dandy tournament. I, I, I just hope my thought is, you know, you know, MLF was there, I think last week or whatever. I don't know. 
but uh, it took some major weight to win that tournament. And I, you know, get the elite, elite guys coming to town. The fish are up shallow. Like it's going to be a throwdown. So I'm I'm excited just to go and cover it, dude. Even covering on the water is going to be a ton of fun. So I'm looking forward to next week and uh, getting out there and hopefully getting some good shots. That's that's the plan. So and I have a few and, and I have a few TikTok ideas. I was thinking pondering on the day. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> Okay, we'll see how that goes. They'll probably be out of trend by the time you do them. So good luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'll probably i'll i'll throw them throw them up on there, and they won't get any love. And hey, that's, uh, <laughs> it's a cool idea. Anna said I've done it, so I gotta buy some. I gotta I gotta see if I gotta go to the office tomorrow and see if I got the equipment to do what I want to do. If not, I'm gonna order some equipment and play around, see if I can do it. So okay, that right, sounds yeah, good, man. man. Thank you so much for being uh, a part of this podcast that I have thrown off the rails about seven times in the last two and a half hours. Dude, that's me right there. I'm, (laughs) I'm, I'm pretty bad about that too. So no, it's all good, man. We just, uh, I enjoyed it. And thanks for having me, dude. Uh, thank you for coming on, man. We'll, uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Yes, sir. We'll holler at you, dude. Well, we just wrapped up an episode with um, Chase Sanson. Uh, man, it was a freaking banger. I drank way too much alcohol, was stressed today, had a long day at work, and um, we got off on a thousand topics, um, touchy topics. Ah, screw it. It was awesome. Um, make sure you're um, you're following along because this is what the new podcast is going to be. It's going to be longer podcasts talking about a lot of different things. Um just life in general, just different subjects. You know, we're going to dive deep into stuff. We're going to do it behind the doors as much as we can with different things. And, um, I don't know who's next. Actually, I do have an idea who's next and we're going to, we're going to be heading there hopefully soon, but, uh, we'll catch you, um, next month or in a week or two. Who knows? We don't know because that's kind of how this podcast works now. We're, uh, we're kind of just doing them as we can and, um, we'll check you on. We'll catch you on the flip side. Peace out.